in five, four, three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. You got the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it there. You're excited. <laughs> Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Welcome everybody, this Tuesday, September 12th, this is the Mike Rutherford Show, coming to you once again from the remote University of Louisville College of Business Studios here in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Cards fans, UofL's nationally ranked innovation MBA can be completed in just 12 months, giving you the confidence and connections needed to spark your entrepreneurial spirit, I cannot say that word, entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial spirit, learn best practices from our award-winning faculty, serial entrepreneurs, venture capitalists, and regional and national business leaders. Start your journey today by visiting business.louisville.edu backslash MBA. We're on the air today from 3.06 until 6 here on 14.50 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the globe. You know us better as the Big X. It's Mike Rutherford here with Trevor Kelsey on a Tuesday. A little overcast, but the weather's feeling nice. We had a little rain coming in today. Apparently a cold front's coming into the area. It's going to be full-on fall weather for the rest of the week. It's going to be crisp. There's going to be a chill in the air. Maybe a little taste of cider, caramel-covered apple smell. It's all happening as we get ready for another weekend of Cardinal football. we got football to react to from last night. TK, how are you on this fine Tuesday afternoon? How much longer do I have before I have to put the flip-flops up and pull the Uggs out the closet? It's about that time. About that time. Kick back the rhythm and the rhyme. Every time you say Uggs, all I can think of is like the... The furry girl boots from 2004. <laughs> with the boots, with the bird, bird. <laughs> I don't know anybody that has like regular Ugg shoes besides you. Why not? They're comfortable. And when you say like just Uggs, it just it, <laughs> when I think Uggs, I think boots. I think I think furry boots. So you're like, I time to pull the Uggs out. It's, it's not like pulling the Nikes out or like time to pull out the the Yeezys. It's just I think about you wearing gigantic girl boots all fall. First of all, I don't know what an Yeezy is, but uh, you don't know what a Yeezy is. No, is that a sh- is that a shoe? It is a shoe. Okay, I assumed it's so. Being We've had this discussion before on the show. Is that the Little Wayne shoes? No, this is the Kanye West shoes. Oh. But formerly Kanye West shoes, then Adidas dropped them. Oh. <laughs> but at one point in time, they were like the the shoe. Oh well, I was I wasn't uh, I wasn't wearing them. Um, but I mean, I'm I'm sure they're great, but I'm sure they're not as comfortable as an UGG. I, I mean, this thing it it, 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 it it's, it's like it's like putting it's like putting your foot into a a, a, a bed, man. It's just like it's awesome. I'm I'm searching UGG shoes for men. UGG slippers. <laughs> UGG slipper. Yeah. So you, oh, you, yeah, you rock the slippers. Yeah, I got the slippers. Yeah, I don't wear the boots. Well, what kind of weirdo do you think I am? I don't know. Like, there is a line, remember? And, I, and it's not one that's been snorted up. It's been drawn, and it's not being crossed. To answer your question, though, it's about that time. 
It's it's <laughs> UGG season for Trevor. I don't know. It's not been. Yeah, I mean the feet have been getting a little cold at night, but not that where UGGs want to sleep. Now every season in Louisville has one last gasp where it's you think that the the, the time has changed, the seasons have changed, and like you know it's it's winter time and then bam, one last week of of unseasonably warm temperatures. So we're gonna have. There's going to be a last gasp of summer here. I feel like okay. we'll, have a, we'll have like five straight days where it's it's pretty cool for this week, and then I think one or two or three days like next week, it'll hit 88 or something and be ridiculously hot for for that time. And it's just the way it goes here. Like there's always right when you think winter's done, it's like bam, late February, early March snowfall out of nowhere, and then it goes back to being warm. It's going to be we're going to get one of those hot days probably on like a noon Louisville game too. No one knows. Hopefully not. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully not. This weekend it looks like it's going to be good temperatures, which means nothing because we're playing inside a dome in Indianapolis. <laughs> but we need the good temps for next weekend. Three thirty kickoff <laughs> against Boston College, which we're going to talk a lot about Indiana today, as you might might guess. But uh, do we have scoots on? No, I mean we're basically going to, we're going to call out Indiana for being cowards. Is what we're going. Oh to well, do. We, I mean yeah, yeah. that's yeah, we, that's, that's what's going to happen. Today. Given, yeah. There's going to be a lot of that going on, but uh, you seem like you're in good spirits. How was your Monday evening? Uh, I know we both watched a little football last yeah, night, we which did. we'll talk about, but uh, how, how was the rest of your Monday? Uh, pretty pretty basic, pretty lame, actually. I uh, stayed up here and did a few things after uh, with, with after you left. A little work? A little, little bit. A little extra work? I was catching up. I was out here by like 7, I think, or so. Thank uh, God. But not too much longer. So then I got home, you know, stopped and got some dinner and got home, kind of relaxed. Got a little Sonic last night. A uh, little chili cheese tots with some corn dogs. You know you know how we roll. A little cherry limeade. Um, not little. It's a 44-ounce. But uh, then, yeah, pretty much just kind of watched the football game. Flipped over to Raw a few times here and there. Maybe uh, I, I kind of flipped over and watched a little Coal Miner's Daughter that was on, I think it was on CMT or something for a little bit. Classic Monday night. But unfortunately, it's like the, like the two channels that are like you cannot watch anything on are C, uh, CMT and BT because every commercial break is like seven minutes long. Ah. Uh. It's just, I mean, it's a two-hour movie for, like, six hours in, in TV length. So, once they go to commercial break, which, I mean, they do every, like, four minutes, uh, you know, you turn it and I just forget about it. But, you know, great movie nonetheless. And just pretty much a day, yeah, watch the game. And actually, you, you'll, you'll respect this. You may have been up later than me. I fell asleep. I think I was asleep by, like, midnight last night. No, uh, you were definitely yeah, asleep earlier than I was. Yeah, I, after the game, I, I threw on an, an uh, American Dad rerun. Good one where Roger goes to Louisville to get a wig. That is a good one. Or not one. one the, I, he wants the red hair yeah, wig. Yeah. Yeah. Red, gets, Francine, I'm not exactly honest with you here. Francine, I have been completely honest. When she throws him up the clues, I have the keys. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my favorite lines. It's a good episode. But, uh, yeah, so but I, I dozed off not too long after that one. Uh, that ended, and I think I can't remember when started right that. And I fell, I fell asleep. I woke up at, like, 4.30, lights were still kind of on to pee, and I was like, wow, I, I went to bed early and went right back to sleep. Well, actually, you. got up around uh, 12.30 today. Wow, so you, a solid 12 and a half hours of sleep. My God. I'd kill to had be to, you. I had to make up for that, that Friday-Saturday loss, you know. You're still, yeah, you're still you're behind on I'm your rim. I'm still rem. catching up, yeah. You're still yeah. catching up. you got to make sure we get back to the, the standard 11 hours of sleep every day. So I've got the bats game tonight. I'll get home around, you know, 11-ish, maybe midnight, and then... Uh, Stay maybe a little longer, but then I'm gonna try to get maybe get to bed a little early at night too. You never know. Yeah, you gotta catch up. Yeah, still playing catch up. Still playing catch up. Let's talk last night. Uh, I do want to talk about the Monday night game because I, I think good. it was a yeah. it was good if you like just pure insanity, like I, I which which I do. The game itself was not fantastic. Neither team looks really good. No. But storylines. I mean, this is. I was captivated by a game where Zach Wilson was incapable of completing a screen pass for most of the night. I still couldn't turn it off. I mean, you've got. I mean, I, I wasn't watching initially, so I missed the Aaron Rodgers injury as it happened, but my phone blew up with all you know, your friends talking about this, which poor podcast Trevor, a.k.a. Danny, 
Uh, like all he needed Rodgers to do was get like five points to win his, <laughs> win his fantasy game. I think someone posted something on Facebook to where they lost by like point one point because they had Aaron Rodgers get zero. He had Rodgers and he had the who's the, the the kid who made the catch for the Jets in the, in the end zone. Wilson. Edwards Wilson. He had him and he needed like and at the after the touchdown catch he needed like point five more points to win. And so he was just like rooting for overtime, rooting for overtime. And of course, the Jets returned the punt to win. So it was it was a wild night. Like our we had like four of our five fantasy football games were coming down to that game. Yeah, which was crazy. The only one who wasn't was was me who secured a easy victory. No our big co- deal. Our commissioner yeah. league lost after um Brees Hall um, after Brees Hall had just two carries because he had 109 yards. Brees Hall was a, knocked was a him beast. out of the game. Uh, the, the Rodgers injury happens. The, I miss it. But like initially, yeah. I keep hearing, uh, you know, maybe it wasn't that bad, didn't look that bad, and then it's like, bam, yeah. it looks terrible, and he's probably done for the year, which when you're a 40-year-old quarterback can often mean you're done for your career. No, Achilles, I, I would be shocked if he's play, ever plays football again. I, I saw mean, it, if he does, it's – I mean, Achilles, for a young man – to come back from 100% is like, that's like a two-year, that's a two-year thing. Yeah, I mean, think like, about, for, for context, like Kevin Durant was 30 when he had the bad Achilles injury the yeah. first time. It took him 533 days to come back and play basketball. Like, you can come back and play, but you're not really 100%. You, you, about a year later, you you can get back into the game. But, you I mean, anybody's had it, you can watch and say they're not, they're still not the same player. Right. It takes probably a good two years. And then when you're over 30, I mean, you, you saw it with Durant, it's, you know, Took away from him. We saw we saw it with Dominic Wilkins back in the day as well, and I think you're seeing it with Rogers. That I mean, let's be honest. Now the new bet is: is my ACT score going to be higher than how many snaps Aaron Rodgers played as a Jet? Probably four. <laughs> I hope so. Which was Brett Favre's number? Ooh. So yeah, they announced <laughs> I guess officially today that he's done for the season with the torn Achilles. I've seen some doctors who've been like, he should be back and you know just fine next year. And I'm like, I, I mean, no, no, it's hard for me to envision that it, it, at this age with that injury. I would not be shocked at all if, if this is it for Aaron Rodgers. Period. Yeah. Which is, I mean, look, it, it's a. It's a D kick for every Jets fan that got their hopes up about this. That you know, last night you it was it was perfect, right? It's Monday Night football. It's New York. It's the nine eleven anniversary. Yeah. Rogers comes running out with the American flag. You, know, you had good pieces last year. All you needed was that quarterback. Now That's you a feel like his career, by the way, with the Jets. I mean, yeah, now, now you feel like you know this is we're we're gonna be back in the playoffs. It's all gonna happen. The late season collapse is, is done with, and then bam. <laughs> Four snaps in, it's just like here we go again. Well, I, I did feel legitimately bad for Jets fans. I mean, until the end of the game, it was like the whole place was looked awesome. They had the, you know the everybody had the green little lights on. They were doing the thing. those helmets are badass too. Uh, yeah, I mean the whole, I yeah, even I liked them. And then like the whole atmosphere was cool. Um, they dropped the ball and trying to get the crowd to sing the national anthem. But I was like, what are you doing with? Like she went quiet and was like, sing along. And everybody was like, these people are drunk. They're not going to – I mean, you can hear people like, oh, no, fuck it. <laughs> so finally the one was like, okay, I'm just taking over from here. Um, but that kind of was like a precursor of the, the Rodgers career as a Jet was that was that attempting of the National Anthem thing. But And he when he took four snaps, three dropbacks, and he got sat, and he got hit on all three of them. Yeah. Uh, one – Don't blame McCobb back for this. Well, well even, even the announcers were like, it's not Beckham's fault. Yeah. <laughs> He took. He went low because he was supposed to get rid of it too quick, and he didn't get rid of it. Uh, but then I saw. I think the freezing hot, the uh, freezing cold takes had the the video of Dwayne Brown who gave up the sack, who got who whipped on the protection that got his Achilles torn. Like coming into the game, like we're ready to roll today, people. <laughs> like, I saw there was also like one of those. You know, they there's a million gambling websites. We're already hearing all the ads now. It's only oh, yeah. going to get worse as time goes on. But one of them was like. 
you, know, you, you get this like free bet, tell me, and it's like Aaron Rodgers over under .5 completions for the, like a joke, basically like a prop thing to get you to sign up for their website and try to get some free money, <laughs> and it ended up not hitting, which is which is kind of hilarious in hindsight. The other thing that I saw last night, I don't even know if you've seen this clip, but there's a bar in Milwaukee this season, and I think Packers fans are kind of they're like Packers fans when when they went through the Brett Favre thing. They're sort of split on whether or not they're going to root for him, or whether or not they have ill feelings towards him for leaving. Parents say we're two different kind of stories. I mean, Roger yeah, but Favre it, was like, "I'm retiring." No, I'm not retiring. It's still, a li- yeah. you know, it's, it's still kind of the same phenomenon where the, bit, this yeah. lifelong Packer goes somewhere else, and you know, he's done so much for you. But can you, you know, can you, can you root for him, or can you just not root against him? But there's one bar that's very clearly, I guess, rooting against him that nice. is offering all season long. There are 12 games this season when the Jets are playing at a different time than the Packers, and for those 12 games, if you come in and watch. Your bar tab is free if the Jets lose. So there was a, a local station was on was like live from the bar last night, and Rogers gets hurt. Like some, like some, there are Packers fans that are like cheering and applauding and going nuts and like sprinting to the bar to get their orders in. No, the Eagles fans are the bad rep. Yeah, <laughs> and they're there all night, and like they're like these people are running up insane tabs when when Rogers gets hurt, and it looks like the Jets are just just dead to rights, like all this stuff. And then they're there live after the game when the Jets return the punt. And all these people are like hands and heads. Like, <laughs> you see like these tables that have like stacked bottles of beers and like empty drinks that are like, oh my God, I we have the, to pay our tabs It's like the owner in the background's doing like a little dance. He's like, yeah. It was a huge dive for the house. He's ordering He's ordering a new jet. He's like, I, I want to buy a boat. <laughs> the promotion probably paid for itself just last night. So they were, yeah, it was, it was a, a wild thing. That was a cool story last night. But it, it, was, a, it was a fun game. One of the, and it's one of those ones, like, I mean, like we both watched, you know, thousands of Monday Night Football games. And there are some that do stick out. And this, I feel like, going to be kind of one of them in, in, where we're in, like, 20 years later, maybe you'll be like, oh, yeah, the, the, the punt return, the Aaron Rodgers injury punt return game. Well, you had what that. What name it'll get? You, you had, I mean, the, the punt return that ended it was obviously dramatic. You had, I mean, Bass kicking at the end of regulation. Yeah. Oh, Bass doinking is a man. It, I've got him on every league. Well, dunking it off the upright from 50 and, and threw it first. I was like, it didn't go in. And then you see the Jets fans. Jets fans were expecting it to go in. Like, yeah. like nobody even reacted when it hit the post. They were like, oh, that's going to go in anyway. Who cares? You've got that. You've got the crazy catch in the end zone uh, yeah. by Wilson to, to get things going. I mean, it was it was just a wild. The thing that I'm going to – I'm going to remember this, though, for two, for two reasons. One – the attempt at the tackle by the punter on the, on the punt return. Hey, that, that's your boy Sam Martin, the longtime lion. Well, he he looked like an absolute ass on that play. Yeah, well, when he's a punter. What do you expect? My, I agree. It was bad though. My guy Sam was like, it looked like me in 2006 at Molly Malone's half half like half assly trying to get involved in a fight that my friend started that I don't really want to be a part of. Where you're like, slight little jab, <laughs> like just like a little jab to the face. Maybe that'll do something. And then. <laughs> During the when they have the the coin toss for overtime, when they're like, the, you know, the, the announcer's mic'd up so everybody can hear, it, and he's like, "Heads is the American flag, tails is the Twin Towers." And I'm like, I get what you're doing here, <laughs> but if I'm picking here, I can't be like, "Well, the Twin Towers has to be good luck." Let's go with tails. I was it just it just felt so wrong in that moment. I was like, "Is this a joke?" Did he pick tails? I can't remember. I don't. Even, I was too busy like being like my mouth was so wide open that the fact they're like the tails tails of the Twin Towers that I don't think I heard anything after that for a solid five minutes. Uh, whatever he did, they, you know, they, I think they won the toss. The Jet, the, the, the Bills, won, the the Bills the won the toss, and they called it because they're the away. Because the guy who made the, I, realized, I, I noticed that he was also the last guy that had attempted tackling the uh, kick returner. Yeah, uh, I forget his name. Give him an M, long name. And apparently, I so 
I don't think either one of us watched Hard Knocks this season. No, not not a bit. So the the dude who returned the punt was like one of the main characters on Hard Knocks uh, this uh, year. The guy from Stephen didn't F. Boston. have to watch it to know that now. Yeah, he was. The, <laughs> yeah, he's the guy that yeah, they always follow. A couple of guys mm. that are you know, are they going to make the team? Are they not going to make the team? And he was the made the last cut kind of surprise edition guy. And I mean, Stephen F. His post game interview. We I don't know if Stephen F. Austin has a communications department that could have worked with him for for pros, but like. I, he was just—he <laughs> was very know. excited at the end of the game. I mean, in fairness, Stephen F. Austin has had probably a lot of TV take games as well. Stephen F. Austin's <laughs> the F, at the Evans for finisher. It's the uh, my, my old tweet from the NCAA tournament a few years ago. Is that where that was that where that came from? Yeah, clever. They won know. a couple of times. I, th- I think I used it a couple because they beat uh, West Virginia one time in the tournament. I think they beat somebody else good a, a couple of years after that. Anyway, but like that was—it was just memorable for a number of reasons last night. The thing that is getting overlooked is—I mean. I kind of last night at the end when we were picking the the winner at the end of yesterday's show. I'm like, I think we're not hearing a lot about the Bills. We heard so much about them last year. I'm thinking they're going to live up to the expectations for last year that they didn't maybe live up to. Like this kind of feels like their year. They look like ass for almost all the game last night. I mean, and they weren't the only ones in Week One. It looked like ass. To it's fair. In, fair, in fairness, but I mean, also I agree. I think they they do have some issues. Um, I think again, I think the Jets' defense deserves some credit. They, it is a good defense. Uh, kind of, I, I mentioned that yesterday when you, you know, I talked about how the Jets could be a better team than you, maybe you thought they were. Because I do, I, I thought they'd be fine. I just thought in this game they were yeah. going to. And I, well, I picked the Bills out. to win, so I mean, who am I? And I thought it'd be a shootout. Then again, I didn't think Aaron Rodgers would be you know contra. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have picked a, a shootout if I thought Zach Wilson was in the game. I'll tell you that much. Uh, but I wouldn't have picked the Jets to win either. But I, I mean, the Bills clearly have some issues. I think. I mean, one of the main things is that. They don't have a running game really, and they have no threat of it, and they, they want to bank on James Cook, and I just don't I I don't know why I'm the if I'm the only one that doesn't see it. The, how do you want to bank on a guy who couldn't even get a starting job at Georgia in four years? I mean, he sure. was constantly the backup and second, third string guy at Georgia, and I know Georgia's got a, a buttload of good running backs. Don't get me wrong, but at some point, you know, one of those guys usually does get in there. So you think last night was maybe more about the Jets not having to respect the run more than it was Allen just not? I mean, Allen looked bad. I mean, I think Allen just also is. That's that's kind of how he's kind of a gunslinger too, though. He looked like what we thought he was going to look like when he came out from from Wyoming. When everybody was like, he just he's got a big arm, but he's not going to hit guys. Like he's been really good the, the you know the first couple of years, and then last night he was just missing wide open guys and throwing into double coverage for no reason and just yeah, kind of doing the old Rex Grossman, "F it, I'm going deep" like type thing, yeah. and it wasn't working out for him. I mean, sometimes you think you got to do too much, and you, too much is not is is too much. Yeah, maybe. I mean, and then I mean, when you're double teaming days because there's really nobody else to be scared of on that line in that offense. It was bad. Thank goodness uh, for them. Brees Hall was like a beast last night, and they just like they were more than willing to just give him the ball a billion times, uh, and then yeah, try Hall's to throw a good. bunch of screens. But that was yeah. And now the big question for the Jets becomes: Who do you go out there and get on the quarterback market? There's you know. All sorts of talk. You know, the, the Tom Brady memes were everywhere last night, which were very funny. I saw that. I've seen already. Apparently, uh, Kaepernick's agent has, re- has been publicly said he he wants they want a shot at it or something. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't see that happening either. But I was surprised it took me till this morning to see that. Yeah, well, I, I, I kind of more expected that. I saw more Tom Brady and Carson Wentz last night, and I was like, I was more. I, I was kind of surprised I didn't see the Kaepernick stuff early. I've seen a lot of Matt Ryan out there. Yeah, yeah. I've seen. I mean, who is it? There was somebody else that they were talking about that was kind of along those same lines. Recently Maybe retired. Drew Breeze. No, I haven't seen much Breeze, but maybe they go after somebody else's backup. Uh, it'll be very, very interesting to see. I've also seen the rumors kind of shifting gears about the Ravens potentially going after Jonathan Taylor, which would make sense 
with Dobbins being out for the year, they, they need a running back. But uh, it, it'll be an interesting couple of weeks here when it comes to NFL teams I mean, that, that the, thought they were solidified having to go after some acquisitions. If I'm the Jets, I don't. I, I just stick with Zach Wilson and just roll the dice. Really? I mean, I mean, he is. I mean, didn't look great last night. I know he didn't look great, but I mean, his, I mean, you need you're going to be pretty much a run first, run second team defensive play it close to the best kind of a team anyway. I mean, you wanted to go away from that with Rodgers and hopefully could because he's a better quarterback. But I mean, you have the big offensive line, you have the tandem of running backs, you have at least one wide receiver to maybe get you that big play every so often in a game, at least once or twice. I mean, that's. I would just kind of do that, and then maybe then then look in the draft or free agency next year. What if like you go through because you know, they've got they have the pieces to win right now. What well, if, what if you go maybe try this out for a couple of weeks, and it's clear after two weeks that it just it's not going to work. Like Zach Wilson cannot get you to, get you to the playoffs this year. Do you pivot then? I would at least go to the end of the month. I'd at least give okay. him the, I'd at least give him the first four games. And right now he's one and zero in those games. Well, I guess three weeks would be the end of the month. Yeah, the first cool. Yeah, the first because they play. I think Pittsburgh this week. Um, I could not tell you. And Pittsburgh kind of looks like they suck. Well, no, they actually go at Dallas next week. Okay, well, that, that Which, could be for, bad. for the record, don't. I mean, that's it could be bad. But how many times have we said, "Oh, the, the Dallas, this is the Dallas team we've all expected," and the next week they lose to Arizona or something like that. If the, if the Cowboys defense does it again, everyone's just going to go like, you know, maybe we're not going to be looking at opponent, but we are. People are going to overreact. It's the greatest defense of all time. I mean, I tell you what, if Zach Wilson's going to win this job, and I'm giving him, you know, the first four weeks, he's going to earn it because he goes to at Dallas, then New England, then Kansas City. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then, and then it, even before the bye week, then it closes out with the last, first six games at Denver and in Philly at home. Well, that's a walkover, so. No, yeah. I mean, Denver at least could be the – I mean, even in four snaps, I'm, 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 I'm almost safe to say that Rodgers' Jets career has been more successful than Russell Wilson's Bronco career. <laughs> I mean, just, just the running out with the flag alone was already, like, better than anything that Russell Wilson's done in a year and a half now. And the TV show. People like the TV yeah, show. Yeah, I mean, Russell Wilson's been just flat bad. And Denver wasn't, did not look good in week one as well with the Sean Payton reunion. He had some good moments on the TV show. He called that guy from the Giants. He said, I don't even know who you are. They got a lot of play. <laughs> there was that. So I think, yeah. Successful tenure. At least more successful than Russell Wilson is I think ever. so. I'm willing to put some money on that. Yeah, Russell Wilson's viral moment was that cringy... <laughs> Broncos Nation, let's ride. Let's ride. Which is that's the only thing that he's known for after two years of failure. A uh, quick uh, note here that I just saw come across as we started the show: um, Liam Cohen, the Kentucky offensive coordinator, who apparently had a medical episode, is what they're calling it, on Sunday when he was working at the the team headquarters, has been silent, did not do media availability today. It's been kind of a concern. He did tweet out said, just as we started the show at three oh eight. My family and I thank you for all the support and prayers these past couple of days. The BBN community is truly amazing. I'm doing much better. Thankful for the care I received at UK Chandler Hospital and can't wait to see you Saturday at Kroger Field. Go Cats. So that's good news that he's going to yeah. be healthy enough to be on the field on Saturday when UK plays Akron because uh, that was it, it's always scary. Uh, you, you're concerned about, and I know the rivals, but you don't want anybody to be no, I don't want seriously health, sick yeah. or, or in, in poor health. Or I just want like them to lose and fall flat on their face. Yeah, I mean, I'm still going to hope that they lose <laughs> on Saturday, but I'm happy that Liam Cohen's doing well. I don't want to get hurt when they fall, just the fall. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, yeah, just a little fall. Maybe like a skin, trip. Skin knee. Maybe, yeah. Slight Maybe, concussion. Yeah. Not a big one. Possibly a broken nose. Yeah, broken, yeah. Maybe they I mean, no, no, yeah, I mean, it's a nose, man. I mean, everybody's broken a nose, right? <laughs> I, I, first bone I ever broke, my nose. 
Really? I don't think I ever. That's I, I say that, and I don't think I ever broke my nose. Worst bump of all time: blowing bubbles at a playground. I ran straight after the bubbles into a swing set pole, broke my nose. <laughs> Mom said the look she got as I had this black and blue face for the next two weeks, and she's like carrying me it's around. Gotta be hard as a she's parent. Like, everywhere yeah. in Kroger, everyone's like, "Oh my god, that poor <laughs> child. What are those parents doing?" She's like, "She's like he he really likes bubbles. He just he, he ran after the bubbles." Have you feared that as a parent, like the the, the, the Virginia running into something and getting like a black eye or something? Oh or, yeah. And then just having to deal with the look in the stores in public. I mean, we've had it. Virginia, yeah. She, oh, yeah. John, I mean, John, we didn't buckle John into his stroller at the zoo for like, we were going like 10 feet to the playground. And he, of course, leans forward, falls out flat on his face. And we're like, I was like, that's it was a dumb move on our part. That's our fault. But yeah, he gets a big like knot, red scrapes all over his forehead. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're being judged. Deservedly so here. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, we're going to break. When we come back, we're going to talk about this Indiana thing. Uh, the, the Hoosiers are cowards. Uh, we'll get into all that. We'll take your thoughts as well on the Thornton text line at 502-414-1450. Give me one quick read. Okay. Uh, AirServe, our friends over there at AirServe, helping you out. It's not summertime anymore, but the temps will still get warm. Uh, you're going to have maybe some heating cool problems come winter. If you do, only one place to go. It's our friends over at AirServe. Call them directly at 502-785-8600. The best thing about AirServe, they are available for you 24-7, any hour, any day. If your heating or air conditioning goes out in the middle of the night, you need somebody to come over to your house and fix your problems so you can sleep comfortably. AirServe has you covered. Call them at 502-785-8600. You can also visit them online at airserve.com slash Louisville, A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V.com slash Louisville. Nailed it. We'll be right back here on 1450 and 96.1. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 96.1 The Big X. Mike Rutherford here with Trevor Kelsey. Monterey can always catch every episode of the Mike Rutherford Show and others on our family of networks here on the uh, Big X podcast. If you go to search 1450 Big X, I guess not on Spotify, but apparently everywhere else you can find those podcasts. Listen to every second, every episode. Trevor Kelsey, they got their own their own, their own channel. Now you said I meant to ask you this at the beginning. You said you were listening to Kelsey this morning, and they were they were firing some shots at you. Uh, well, I wasn't listening this morning. I was like, I, I woke when I woke up. I had uh, some some thread, uh, some some text talking about uh, talking about stuff. But then I also noticed on Twitter I got tagged, and somebody was like, said like, "You guys had me rolling, making fun of Trevor for the test." I'm like, oh, "I gotta hear this." So, so I, the pod. I listened to I listened to the pod, and uh, yeah, it was funny. I mean, they they they, they put TJ TJ's point out some poor kid trying to get his last gasp at. Getting a good score in the AC to get into a test, and he's going to lose. He can drop it by one point because some fat dude's wheezing next to him trying to answer a question from a radio bit. Can you imagine uh, if that is the case? Like somebody, <laughs> they've taken it a couple times, they haven't gotten the score that they've liked. Like this, all their chips are in on this one, and they're like, I, I can't concentrate. This guy, this, this dude next to me, is. I can't stop thinking about him. 
<laughs> you cost that kid his, his trip to his out-of-state school. I, uh, they, they accused me, and, and you brought this up actually before I took the test, but of maybe like m- uh, mumbling out loud what I'm reading. Yeah, that's what I was worried about. If I did it, I don't. I don't. I, I did it subconscious. I don't remember. I don't think I was doing it. That's stupid. But this is a stupid question. Wait, wait, what are you talking about? A disman What kind of crackhead stuff is this? Um, but I, so, I mean, maybe I did. Now he, he has to point out the the the, the my my making noises. My, he's like Trevor makes a lot of noises. Was well, first of all, TJ, when you get to my age, you'll, you'll understand that's an old man thing. Okay, and you, but you're going to be there too soon. And second, uh, I do. I can't stand up without making a noise. Oh, I mean, and, and I was, this one, I'm. I know I was doing that because I, as I told you, the second after the break, like I, the death squeeze was just like less un- less comfortable than the first one, if that's possible. And I was, you know, moving around a little bit, and the, the, I'm sure the chair was squeaking constantly because, I mean, wouldn't you if you had to hold me up for that long? Yeah, I mean, I'd squeak a little bit. Yeah, I'd squeak a little bit. Pray. <laughs> Ask for Doctor Gavorkian. Well, you know something along those lines. It could actually be more similar to the noises that I make when I stand up. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, I probably, <laughs> I probably did that. But uh, I mean, listen, I didn't. I know I didn't. I didn't burn. I know I had. You know, I coughed a few times, cleared my throat. Um, I had. I, I'm not gonna get in trouble for this, but it's just the the the, the 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 manners in me. I'm just too. I'm just nice to a guy. At least three times, someone sneezed, and I under my breath go, "God bless you." <laughs> I can't help. I'm like George Costanza. If you don't, I'll give you a moment to to, to throw in the, the bless you. But I, I got to say, I bless you when somebody sneezes. I can't help it. That is one of those things. When like when I hear a sneeze and I don't hear anything afterward, it just feels so wrong. I can't. I let, it's like not finishing a lyric. It's like I can't let it linger. I've got. I've, I've got to say it. And, and and I did kind of mumble it, so I don't know if anybody heard me. But bless I was like, bless you. I got to myself. Great yeah. Test. <laughs> I did do that, and I, I may have left that out yesterday, which is amazing because I didn't think I left anything out yesterday, but that that I did do. It wasn't a detail-oriented enough story. <laughs> it's the one complaint that people had. Scoot said he could do, he could he could have gone two hours and he'd been fine. He was supportive of me. People loved it. Yeah, people. Loved, I mean, it was it was riveting radio. I was. I would have given it the whole show if I could have. I mean, you, well, you were happy. You were like, it's a Monday. We already talked about Louisville Murray. There's a, we don't have to talk about Indiana just yet. Like, I can I can just sit back and let Trevor ramble for an hour and ten minutes and not to. Move, I'm fine yes. with making three to four like Trevor story time every day, and I can just come in here and do four to six. <laughs> if I have a seat, story time with TK. That would be great for me. Actually, <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be nice. I'd, I'd enjoy the little break. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton Stacks line. Reminder: Thornton's is giving you the best deals all fall long, all football season long. All you have to do to take advantage is download their Refreshing Rewards app and become a Refreshing Rewards program member. Use it at the pump, save yourself some money, then go inside. Use it again to save yourself some more money on any number of Thornton's Tasty Treats. Do all that and then text us at 502-414-1450. couple texts before we get into this Indiana thing. Text says, Trevor wanted to take the bar exam on yesterday's show got me curious, so I looked it up and found this for Kentucky. To be eligible to sit for the KY bar exam, applicants must have a Juris Doctorate degree, which is a JD from a law school, approved by the ABA, and have been deemed to be of sound moral and fit, uh, sound moral character and fit to practice law via the Character and Fitness Committee. So I think that's three strikes against Trevor being able to take the bar. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I've got the character and fitness. I've got the, 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 the character thing down. I'm a good character. Um, there is, like, one workaround. I only I ha- know this is because my old boss, uh, T. Clay, he had this whole thing where he was, like, telling me about this. Like, 
like, if you have like a certain lawyer and a certain thing, they can like give you this exemption to take it. And he was like, if you can answer this question, it was like some impossible legal question. He's like, if you can answer this question correctly, like I'll vouch for you. You could take the bar without finishing law school. Really? And I mean, it was like something that I would never would have gotten. But besides that, I think yeah, you you have to have a JD. I mean, I know a JD. You can take the LSAT. Man, I want to take the bar. I mean, how did how did well, the bar is a lot of writing? How did how did Leonardo DiCaprio take the bar in, in Louisiana if he didn't have a JD? Maybe he faked it, but I mean, maybe the di- the laws are different <laughs> in other states. <laughs> and he passed it too because he studied. I mean, all I you have to do. I, okay, because I, I does the JD. Do you have a JD? No, I only went to one year. Oh crap! I was thinking I, I was going to see if I could borrow yours. No, sorry. Because I've got character. No I've got a one L. <laughs> I've, got, I've got outlines and notes from my very unsuccessful one year of law school. Character I got, I have an ABA t-shirt, that counts. I mean, it's a Colonel's, but it's okay. And then, I mean, I know a JD, so I mean... Fitness is going to be an issue. Why do I have to have fitness? I mean, I've seen lawyers, they're not fit. I think it's, it's, I think you're... The character in fitness committee just means you have a character that's fit for being an attorney. Oh, that's me, that's me, 100%. Okay. I'm, I, I want to take the bar. I like, can I just get like buy a copy of it online or something? Yes. <laughs> but how different is the LSAT from the bar, though? Very different. Like, is it, like, you didn't take the bar, though. No, but I know it's on the bar. I mean, I know I've got a lot of friends who did. I mean, I guess I can take the LSAT. Is it expensive? The LSAT? Yeah. I mean, it's been, I took it twice. It was like, what, 12 years ago. I can't remember how much I had to pay. I mean, I just paid drop sixty five or something on an ACT. So I mean, I, f- I want to say it was like about the same. In the well, same it's not over like over hundred bucks. I'm probably good for it. Lowell's been Lowell's been helping me. The cost of taking the LSAT is um, two hundred and fifteen dollars. Is that right? No, no, no. Whoa, that wow. can't be right. Well, yeah, it's yeah, two hundred twenty two dollars. Yeah. Oh, that's that's. Let me see how I do on a couple. Let me see. I don't how, remember it being that much. Let me see I how I do on like more, a couple more covers this weekend and see if I can get that. Okay. For you. <laughs> okay. I mean, <laughs> now, there is a writing section on the LSAT. Well, how much do I got to write? I mean, as much as or as little as you want. Well, that's what I like to hear. You also have to write, unless they've changed it in the last twelve years. You have to write at the very beginning this paragraph in cursive. Ooh. Which some guy in my class like I'm, he's like I'm, he like held it up his hand. He's like I'm sorry I haven't done cursive since I was like six years old. I don't. Do they still do that? I mean, they're, they're, I guarantee kids like Patrick's age have never written cursive. I don't know what the explanation for it was, but I remember it was a big thing, and they were like, just do the best you can. We have multiple teachers that listen. I'm curious, do, do they still teach cursive in like grade school? I, we've asked this before, and the answer was yes. Okay, was it all right? But I think I think one of them was like it's not emphasized nearly as much as it was. Like, oh yeah. He said basically we we get them to be able to sign their names. Like we don't really write. That's, that's, they're using computers like in kindergarten now. Oh, I know. Yeah, I mean, I believe it. that's what I'm saying. I, uh, I mean, it's, it's it's. I mean, handwriting in general has just become obsolete. Pretty much. Thank God I've got terrible handwriting. Oh, man, horrible. The way I feel bad for the judge has to read my my mission statement. I had to rewrite on the on the ACT booklet. Texas that I just heard right before the show on national on the national show that a Milwaukee bar was offering free drinks at the Jets lost. We talked about yeah, that. Yeah, that's great. I, I heard that too as I was getting out of the car. I was wondering what you were talking about. Texas also, Mike, WTF, at the end of yesterday's show, you said have a good Tuesday evening. It was Monday. Did long COVID get you? One, yes. Two, <laughs> I did correct myself. I did, did I did catch myself. Like, under my breath, I was like, Monday. Monday. I didn't even Monday. hear you say it. Oh, I, I definitely did. But yeah, I had, a, I had a rough night last night health-wise. Are you all right? Yeah, it was not a good one. Well, you were you watching the game though, right? I felt fine, and then like just another one of those times, like bam, I'm down. Was it during the game, or was it, it was, just... like right after the game had ended? Oh Ten minutes wow, yeah. man, so You were actually like, ready to go to bed and yeah. relax, and then just bam. Man, it was not fun. It was not That's fun. how late you stay up last night. I mean, I was 
pretty much, I mean, I was jolting awake with, it's not worth getting into. No, okay. But yeah, it was, it was a bad night. Yeah, I'm sorry. Texas says, Adidas took Kanye back. Where have you been, Mike? I did not know that. Not paying enough attention to the Adidas Kanye. No, I'm assuming that the Kanye stuff, like most everything else, kind of blew up. Everybody forgot about it after like a week and got mad about something I mean, Clearly, else. they made the move. I didn't even hear about it. So. Yeah, and they probably, that's, well, that's what happens. You get rid of you, you get rid of somebody when they do something bad, and then you um, publicly, and then you bring them back quietly. Texas, did you happen to see Keith Olbermann's tweet after A. Rodgers' injury? No wonder he's been fired from every job he's had, and nobody will hire him anymore. I did yeah, not Olbermann's see it. Olbermann's kind of a tool, right? Olbermann, yeah. I mean, it, I had to drop him on Twitter, not because of what he says, but because every day he was putting these like lost dogs things up, and it got so annoying. He, I, I did. I think I was the same way. I was like, dude, I love the dogs, but I just cannot see this every day on my timeline. Because I loved him on ESPN. He was. He, I didn't. He didn't. I didn't hate him. Owen and Patrick were great. I thought back in the day. I do get where people are annoyed by him, though. I, I do too. And as someone who is more aligned with him philosophically than I think, I, I, he's still one of those guys that I'm like, hey, yeah. He's kind of like he's kind of like Bill Maher. Like I love Bill Maher, but I know why people don't like Bill Maher. I don't really like Bill Maher. And you're, I, I get why. I, but I, I just, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, anybody who's celebrating anybody's injury is just kind of or making light of an injury. It just is, stop. There's no need to. There's no need to. I thought Oberman was like pro pro New York everything though. I mean, he's, I'm I'm sure he's he hates Rodgers because Rodgers right? has you know differing opinions. Maybe he's a Giants guy. I don't know. I know. I thought he was a Mets guy though. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he has been. Who is he working for now? Is he just on Twitter? I don't think he works for anybody anymore. Yeah, he has bounced. He's not on MSNBC anymore or whatever. He has bounced around a lot. Yeah. Texture says, uh, quit Google, so not sure how accurate. Wyoming, New York, and Maine allow lawyers to practice without earning a JD degree, although they must have at least some law school experience. There are four states that allow a person to qualify to take a bar exam without attending any law school. California, Vermont, Virginia, and Washington. We're close enough to Virginia. I'm, I was thinking the same thing. Well, I love California with their their hippie rules. You know, <laughs> sometimes it sometimes it works for you. Vermont does seem to have like the least amount of laws. I think anything goes in Vermont. There's there's a joke about like all the trees, just like nobody can see what's going on up there, and like I, I mean, they seem to have some very lenient laws in Vermont. Probably uh, a great place to live. I mean, it's, go catamounts. It's Vermont. Does anybody notice? When's the last time you? T- when's the last time anything has like historically has been brought up about Vermont that wasn't maple syrup? America East basketball. America East. John <laughs> Penn. Taylor Coppenrath. TJ Serpentine. I love the Catamounts. You always call him Serpentine. <laughs> it wasn't Serpentine. Was it? Sorrentine. Sorrentine. <laughs> Sorrentine from yeah, the parking but, but, lot. But Sorrentine gets all the love. But the best player was Coppenrath, and no, he, he was the best. And he, I always felt bad because he got overlooked because he didn't hit the shot. Well, he was, you know. He was their go-to guy, though. He was, but he's also a classic. Like he was like a six-six big man in a league like that. Oh yeah, Sorrentine right. was the more capable player against a team like Syracuse. But but when I would play Vermont on the on the, the video game, I would always just go off with Coppenrath. I used to love doing it. Texas, I think Oldman is very uh, bitter. He's like a left-wing dockage. I that sound. I, I actually I kind of agree with that. Is he? He's sort of like yeah. He he and Dockage kind of balance out each other. Like he's they're both just angry. All the time, and, and unnecessarily mean about things, but they are on opposite ends of the political spectrum. Clearly. Them. Texas Belmar is a douche. Always has been. Yeah. Some people don't like him. I don't blame, I don't, trust me, I understand why you wouldn't like him. I find him hilarious, but that's okay. I think he's had he moments in the own. past where he's been fine. I think he just... I think some of his early stand-ups are my favorite stuff of his. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Indiana. So... <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of douches. <laughs> speaking of douche moves. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I'll agree to this one. <laughs> maybe. We'll find out. 
We've known for, I mean, what, like a couple of months that Indiana wanted to buy out of, they, they basically they wanted out of the entire contract against the three The three-game deal. The three-game deal that starts in, in four days, five yeah, days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They wanted to get out of that. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think it came up this summer, and we were like, well, <laughs> got two months to go until the season. I don't think we're getting out of this, this year's one, so that's not going to happen. Their AD is uh, uh, Trenton Flowers. <laughs> Well, it's not unnecessary. That was a good Speaking joke. of unnecessary shots. <laughs> I just came up with that. That was good. So we found out very quickly that like they were they're pulling out of the twenty twenty five game, which was supposed to be in Bloomington. And yeah. I think we were all kinda like, eh, you know, whatever. Yeah. We'll take the extra million dollars. We don't have to play a road game. So what? Yeah. We find out yesterday via the the Indianapolis star Zach Osterman, who's always on top of all things IU, that the Hoosiers now are also gonna pull out of next year's game in Louisville. Another million dollars is going to go to us. He said the cancellation affecting next season will come with a $1 million penalty. It falls within a two-year window requiring the canceling party to pay for the inconvenience, according to the series contract. A department source told Indy Star that IU intends to add a home game, likely against an FCS opponent in 2024. Shocking. The revenue from the new game is expected to cover the cancellation penalty. Are you really going to gain a million dollars from a home game against an FCS team that you have to pay to go play there? I mean... So they're paying a million to get out of the game. Yeah, you, are you asking if they're going to make back that money by scheduling an FCS team? Is that what you're kind of asking? Yeah. Because I don't think they are. Because I don't think they're selling out. I don't think the gate's going to go well. I don't think the gates. I don't even know if they can make. It. <laughs> yeah, don't think they couldn't sell out Ohio State a few weeks ago. I don't, I'm, I'm sure that Murray oh, State's so, going to move the needle that much. I know you tweeted that out. The most embarrassing like drone overview look of an opening game. Ever. Well, it was just <laughs> the, it was to the CBS theme for the first time for a Big Ten game. I'm like, I don't even need to see the entire upper level. It's like George Costanza's head. It's like completely empty in my big. It was so embarrassing. Everybody who was involved in that deserved to be in jail. I agree. Uh, I'll represent them in court, uh, but yeah, it's I, you know I don't know why. I mean, unless they're assuming that the FCS opponent will give them the uh, guaranteed win, which will lead to a bowl game, which then they can make up the money. But I mean, you're paying two million dollars to get out of a game that you just I mean just signed to less than like a year ago. Anyway, I mean, why? I mean, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, the why is obvious. Well, the why is obvious because the Big Ten's expanding. They, they feel like they're going to have a, less of a chance to win games. They want to have their best shot of going to a bowl game. They want to win as much as possible. You don't want to be the embarrassing 1-11 Big Ten program. Did, did they sign this deal before or after Braum became coach? Before. They, they, they thought they were getting rid of Braum. Yeah. Do you legitimately think that that's part of it? Because Braum was, what, 4-1 and one against Indiana? Oh, he dominated. I think the only loss was 2020. Yeah, they hung a, a ton of points on him every single time. Yeah. Now, Indiana, I saw Mark Blankenbader pointing this out. And the, the schedules are going to change in the Big Ten. They have to, they're like us. You know, we've got our schedule for next year. It's going to get changed now that we've added Stanford, uh, Cal, and SMU. But for, as of right now, Indiana's schedule next season is an FCS opponent that replaces us, Florida International, Florida International, Charlotte. Those are their, their non-conference games. And then their conference schedule is Maryland, eh, Northwestern, eh, Minnesota, eh, Nebraska, eh. Michigan State, okay. Purdue, Wisconsin, Penn State, and UCLA. I mean, it's. I mean, only only three of those games are what I would say guaranteed winnable. It's not a murderer's row. Now they will have to. No, but those. those will, I mean, they're in the same level as your Minnesota. Minnesota's probably better, maybe, but who knows? There will be a shifting uh, of that schedule moving forward with the. But it just seems. I mean, this is kind of a, a self knock, but like you know, we're a superior football program to Indiana in most years. 
I think it's understandable that you would assume that we're going to be a, a tough game for them. But it's not like we're Alabama. You know, I'm not taking a shot at our own program, but it's not like a you shouldn't. If you're Indiana and you want to be a program that's going to bowl games in the Big Ten, you shouldn't look at a program like Louisville and see a game at your own stadium in 2025 and be like, well, that's a loss. We got to buy out of that thing. I mean, you would make more money off that game than you will playing, you know, Indiana State or whoever you get to fill. But again, I think they're thinking in the long term is is if you can get a better win, you have a better chance of making a bowl, which would give more money than. Well, yeah, that's I think that's that's the only thing I can assume that they're looking at it in that that light, opposed to. And I'm, listen, I'm I'm the, I, I'm sure they would deny it from head to toe, but. There's got to be something to link. It's not a coincidence that Brom becomes the head coach here after he makes their life miserable, and then they want to drop this as well. I would also say, though, like if you feel like Louisville is a guaranteed loss, not just say, hey, that's going to be a tough game for us, but we, we don't think we're going to win that. We need a guaranteed win. How confident are you really of getting a six wins to the Big Ten? You know? I mean, I, 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 I agree, actually. I just – I mean – It yeah. strikes me as odd that this is the mentality that it's taking. Now, I've seen – Curiously to me, most Indiana fans seem to be backing this move. I know there have been some that have been critical. Most have seemed to take the, the line of, we get that this is going to look bad. We get how this looks. Your jokes oh, yeah. are fine. We understand the jokes. But this is the smart thing to do for our program. We need to win football games. We need, you know, we need dubs. We I want mean, to go to bowl games. Like, this is, it's a move that we're making for our own self-preservation. It's a similar way when UK dropped them in football back in, like, 2005. You know, Kentucky was like, you know, hey, we're, we want we, it, you're a winnable game, but we want a guaranteed win, and we want to get you know to where we're getting you know guaranteed three wins or whatever because you have to play Louisville as well. But so you know we're looking at more guaranteed three wins, and that's what I guess IU is obviously hoping to get. And they made a bowl game since 2020 when they got robbed of their Big Ten championship. And Tom Allen maybe feels if he didn't get a bowl game here sooner than later, his career might be over to IU. Maybe that's a good thing, but who knows? It does feel kind of good to be swimming in buyout money for a change. As, as a program that has been buying out coaches left and right and giving them millions of, and losing lawsuits against our old ADs is and this stuff. The, is this the first school to pay us that's scared to play us? Oh, no. It's happened a number of times. Georgia bought out of a deal against us a couple a few years ago. Well, I don't know if Georgia was scared to play us as much. But as they bought out of a deal against they us. They did. You're Boise right. Boise State did. bought out of a deal against us back in, in 07 so that uh, they could play Oregon. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, yeah. Duke famously bought out of their contract against us and then didn't pay us anything because they won in court by arguing that they were the worst team in the history of football and you could I'd play a high school team and it would be the same value. <laughs> great, by the way. Like So it, it has happened before, but recently yeah, we've, got, we've got buyout money from Cincinnati for Scott Satterfield going there. We've got now $2 million from Indiana. I don't know. Let's just Maybe expand that stadium again. All the people who are like, you know, take down the expansion. Maybe expand it to 80000 Can we use this money for nil? Sure. I would just say give we can it to use them. it for whatever we want. I mean, we just made two mil. I mean, I mean, we just got a new quarterback. I, I can't tell you. You tell me we can't buy a nice little tackle tandem with that. Go get, uh, go get we, Arch Manning. I mean, yeah, bring him over here. I, I mean, I, I Quinn Ewers isn't going anywhere. <laughs> bring him over here. I say, get, I say, just yeah. Let's get, let's get a new offense line, new, new everything. Let's just rebuild it. This does now put all in Indiana. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> I'm just now noticing on my, on my. Uh, uh, we have automated ads at the bottom of all of our stories, and I'm just I'm looking at the story that I wrote quickly this afternoon about Indiana canceling this, and the, the automated ad is from DraftKings, and it's like bet now Jack Plummer to win the Heisman Trophy at plus thirty thousand. I'm like, really thirty thousand? Huh? Way, way to lure everybody in there, DraftKings. It's it, it's a 
a deal that's too good to be true. Anyway, I'm a, I'm a little shocked that he's he made the, like the the list of like candidates. I'm sure that I, I don't know if he is. I feel like they probably put people on just so they can have targeted ads at, at various fan bases. But whatever. Our DraftKings got crap for last night too. As well. He's out there. It does seem strange though. This these are. It's weird to me that Indiana and Louisville have only played twice in history. It just and we you know that's weird. We're two Power Five conference programs. We're right next to each other. We have at least some. Lee Corso coached at both schools. He beat Indiana when he was here and then left for Indiana the next year. It just seems strange that we haven't played at all. It seems even strange that we haven't played since 1986. And now it seems very strange that, I mean, after this game on Saturday, we're probably going to go decades again without seeing these guys. It just uh, it feels very weird. But this is the modern world of college athletics where regional rivalries and, and geographical preferences and all that stuff just don't matter at all. But it does put – for me, at least, it puts a little bit of heightened importance on Saturday's game. You know, we're not going to get if they beat us. There's no shot at payback. We'll remain winless against Indiana, which is you know a misleading stat since we've only played three times, but still a weird stat that we'd like to avoid. Like I, I want to get these guys now even more than I already did on Saturday. I mean, I yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, what's Watch us actually lose. God would lose the game, and he's like, you know what? Now maybe maybe, maybe we we spoke too 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 harshly. Maybe we should play next year. Will that be our fan pivot, though? Like, we, you paid us $2 million. I mean, that's, yeah, I don't know. You don't want any part of us next year. No money back. Uh, I mean, if I'm Louisville, though, like, you're right. I mean, this is, this might be because, I mean, I mean, it depends on, like, I mean, how long Josh is, you know, AD or something. But, and I don't think he maybe be one to hold a grudge, but got to probably peeve you if you're, you're some, if you're Josh and, and, and I use doing this the way they're doing it the last minute. It's got to kind of know you to where you're like, you know what? Just don't bother calling us again to set something up. I'd be a little peeved. Uh, you know, we did the basketball deal with them too. Like we've 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 agreed yeah. to contracts in multiple sports now, and you know, let's be real. Indiana. I mean, I, I, I don't mind to say it. Indiana had a part in the Katina Powell stuff. I mean, we've never worked in with, with Boise State since, have we? No, but I mean, Indiana no. has. We have reasons to be mad at Indiana. Oh yeah, they can I mean, deny it all they want. We have reasons to be mad at Indiana. And we have struck deals with them in the two biggest sports over the last couple of, of uh, I guess, the last six, seven seasons. And now they're, they're by. I, I'd be fine if I'm Josh Hurd or somebody. And they took our baseball coach. One, one of the powers coaches. that be at U. Well, we knew assistant coach. Still, he was consistent. One of the powers that be at U of L. I'm fine if they're just like, you know what? Tell with Indiana. I'm no part of them. I would like to play him, though. I was excited about getting the series. With I, was, I, I was too. I thought it was a. I mean, it would be great doing, you know, the home, home, and, and neutral. I mean, if you're Louisville, though, I mean, would you be more likely to take this if this was, like, the IU game first? Like, it was in Bloomington, and they're like, no, we're going to cancel. If you're Louisville, you're like, no. I mean, what, what could IU, like, just not show up to the game if we refused to let them cancel? I mean, they can't if they want it to be a forfeit. I mean, would they, have to, would they sue us to get us off their schedule? I don't think, yeah, I mean, no. I think we'd have to be a willing participant, according to the contract, is what it's I like. mean, at some point, I'd be like, you know what? Screw a million. I want, I want five million a game. We're gonna hold. You. How or, bad do you want out of this? How game? bad do you really? Yeah, let's see. One of my favorite underrated lines in, in Plain Chains Automobiles when he's trying to see uh, Martin trying to get the cab. He's like, "I'll give you 50. The guy goes seventy five. He goes, "You're crazy." He goes, "Anybody want to pay fifty? We'll pay seventy five. And so, if you're willing to pay a million, pay two. Yeah. How bad do you really want out of? How scared are you? Are you of Jeff Brom? Let's take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll talk about what this means for Louisville, uh, the, the future schedule, all that good stuff. We'll dive into that. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. We'll also take some text from you guys. 502-414-1450 here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Be unhappy, be good, and 
o'clock hour here. Happy Tuesday to you on the Mike Rutherford Show, 1450-961, the Big X. Stream wherever you can find radio station. We talked in the last uh, segment about the Indiana news pulling out of the second and third games of the scheduled contract. Now, they haven't technically done it yet. This is just Zach Osterman reporting that you know, they're, they're going to. Like, this is kind of a done deal. Osterman yeah, knows the stuff. But we've known for months that they wanted to. We've known for months that they wanted to, and we've known yeah. for months that they were going to pull out of the 2025 game. I think there yeah. was a question about whether or not they could they could pull out of the 2024 game, and it turns out the pullout game is strong. Uh, but they will they will <laughs> not play the 24 or 25 games against Louisville. We get $2 million in compensation. Where this leaves us, though, we have two non-conference holes now in the next two seasons on our schedule. The 2024 schedule, and, and again, our ACC schedule is set at the moment, but it's going to get redone probably with the addition of these, of these three new schools. There's probably going to be you know, some some shifting. I don't know how it's all going to work, but we could have a, a different schedule in conference play the next several seasons. But for our non-conference schedule, next year we are scheduled to play Austin P opening weekend, uh, August 31st. But they hung with uh, Tennessee a little bit, didn't they? They did. I think yeah. they ended up losing like thirty to six, but they were they were right there early on for sure. Not that we should be scared. I'm just saying they are. They, I think well, they're one of the decently better Division two schools, though. I think, well, I don't want to play them then. <laughs> but they're coming. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're coming. They're bringing the P, whether we like it or not. We were set to play Indiana in week two. Uh, this was going to be at home on September seventh. That now is is an open date. We are scheduled to play at Notre Dame on September twenty eighth, and then of course the Kentucky game uh, is also going to be on the road. At uh, on November thirtieth, so you've got you've already got a road game against Notre Dame. You got a road game against Kentucky. You got your FCS opponent in Austin P. You can't play multiple FCS opponents. So, what type of team are you looking to schedule for for next year in the place of Indiana? I mean, I think in another like Indiana in, in so many words. So you uh, want a power conference opponent? I would like a middle power conference opponent. Yeah, maybe. I mean, Indiana. I'm not like I don't know if Indiana's like aware of this or not, but you know, someone who's just kind of near the bottom third of their power conference. See, I'm good with a group of five opponent. I want an opponent that's you can't schedule an FCS team. No. But with already playing at Notre Dame and at Kentucky, and next year's the year where, as of right now, we're set to have Clemson back on the schedule. I think Florida State too. It'll be a tougher ACC schedule. I'm fine with scheduling like a MAC team. Going to the UK, right? Yeah, it also depends now. I mean, some MAC team, it depends on what MAC team you schedule, because if you schedule the wrong MAC team, you're probably better off scheduling Vanderbilt. That's true. Or Indiana for this case. I mean, there's, I mean, again, now it depends. I mean, I know. I'd say a decent MAC team, though, is probably a, a, akin to Indiana in most years. I mean, there's been, I don't know who, I don't even know who the best, who would be the best MAC team right now? Ohio's pretty good, aren't they? <laughs> not again. We're not falling for that. <laughs> I've been I've been down that road before. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the, the 2013 <laughs> opener. Uh, Toledo. So I think Ohio's been the best team in recent years. Though. I mean, I know they've been good. Yeah, I know they have been. Looks um, like Toledo won the conference championship game last year. They beat Ohio. Ohio was nine and three. Toledo was seven and five. Toledo won seventeen seven in the MAC championship game. I mean, I like to think we could. I have no problem with Toledo. I would like to hope so. It looks like yeah, Ohio finished with ten wins last year. They won their bowl game. They well, were, we we've had a successful you know signing with Ohio. Maybe we, maybe we do that again. I, there's no team in the MAC that we should be scared to play. I, I think that you sh- that's where I would go. MAC, Sun Belt, some team like that. For the record, uh, Toledo did lose in Week One by two points to Illinois at Illinois. I mean, that, and that, a lot of people were picking that upset. Yeah, so I mean, just just yeah. So that's where I would go with next year's schedule. 
I don't know if UofL has something already in place because they knew that. I mean, certainly they knew this was a possibility for the last couple of months, and if they've already reached out. But it's, I mean, it's late in the scheduling game. Teams are scheduling non-conference games for like 40 years from now, <laughs> so it's a, it's tough to find a fill-in on such short notice. But I'm sure that there were a few options out there, and it sounds like, I mean, hopefully they've they've got one of those in place. Now, 2025, the other game that Indiana has is bought out of. Louisville is set to play Eastern Kentucky at home in the opener on August 30th. Week two, they were scheduled to go to go at Indiana. They have uh, another scheduled game against Bowling Green at home on September 20th, and then of course Kentucky back home on November 29th. This is where you can get a little bit. No, this is this, I, you already nailed it. Where I, I want, I want Western. Let's let's bring Western back in. Well, I, was, I mean, why not do Western next year? Let's do that too then. Because oh, this yeah. this is the easier schedule. You got no Notre Dame. In place of Notre Dame, you have Bowling Green, so you've already got your MAC team. If you wanted to schedule a sexy power conference opponent. It feels like 2025 is the year to do it. This is the one where you you, you take your shot. If you well, want to play Scott Satterfield in Cincinnati, this is when you do it. It'd be still there by then. Um, 2-0. We're 2-0. <laughs> hey, we know how season two usually goes, though. We're talking about season three at this point. I mean, how sexy are you talking like going back to the Power Five, like like in Illinois or Minnesota or something? Or? I mean, I, again, like I think with 24 – I wouldn't want a Power 5 conference team because you've got Notre Dame and Kentucky already. This year, with it being EKU, Bowling Green, and UK, I think you go Power 5 here with your your fourth non-conference opponent. I don't know. I mean, a lot of it depends on who's available, who has schedule openings. But If you can get somebody on a one-and-done. I mean, because more, more often people want, want to do home-and-home. Home, so. And we don't have a, another non-conference opening until 2028. So if you wanted to do like a home and home with somebody, we're going to, have to do it for next year in the year in 24, 24, 25. Or yeah, I mean you're going to have to do like 25 or like the return game is going to have to be in like 2034. You have to find somebody who's okay with that. Like we did Miami. Yeah, I mean that, like that's that's not abnormal either, but no. you know, we're locked into our 2025, our 2026 schedule, our 2027 schedule, and then 2028 is when our A&M series starts. Uh we, we've got Murray State and UK also that year that are locked in. And who knows? I mean we don't know what the ACC is going to do scheduling-wise. If some of these conferences do wind up switching to a nine-game conference sure, schedule, yeah. we could very easily be playing nine nine games of conference football starting in like 25 or 26. So you just don't know. But it, to, like, to answer my own question, I say next year's schedule, we go with like a group of five team, preferably somebody who's not that good. I say we schedule Colorado. Would you play Colorado if you wanted to? Bring them right on. Now? I don't I mean... I want to win football games, Trev. I do too, and I think we can beat Colorado. Let's keep in mind also that the the, the expanded playoff is going to start next year. Oh, we're good. And better for us to get in when we got to win over Colorado. Let's win some games. Let's, let's just let's make sure we're we're winning at a high enough level to be considered if we if we have the goods. And then twenty five, I think, is when you would go if you want to play Colorado. Let's play them in twenty five. Let's make that happen. That would be that would be where I would say this is where we go straight the schedule. Let's get a sexy opponent, even if we have to go on the road. And we're going to do sexy. Why don't we do somebody like Nebraska? No, somebody who has, has, has still has sex appeal to their name. And we, we don't know get we can to win. just pick and choose who we want to play. We don't, it's not like anybody. 122 teams. You're picking a well, little. We got a mill to spend on it. What? Well, come on. Indiana <laughs> may already have a non conference schedule set for that year. So we, you know, it's, it's all about availability. You mean Nebraska. You know, Nebraska, yeah. Indiana, no has availability. Well, Indiana, not anymore. <laughs> they got an FCS team coming to their house on that day. But this I mean, this would also be our other three non-conference games in 2025 are all home games. Um, we were set to play the road game against IU. This is probably where you would look. We're, I think we're kind of in the reverse here saying the return game would probably be, be the one for us that would be off in the distance. We'd probably have to go on the road and play somebody in 2025 and then say, you know, 
Or can neutral. you come back? Yeah, can you come back here? And, yeah, maybe, maybe you know, maybe you could play in one of those kickoff games. Yeah, uh, you, you could do that. Get Chick- Boise a call. They owe us. Chick Fil A kickoff game loves us. We can make that happen. But uh, that's where I'd like to play somebody a little bit more attractive. In case you're wondering, by the way, 2026 we will play Villanova, FCS opponent at home, and then that's the year where we play Georgia. Uh, they come to town on September 19th. We'll play Charlotte the week after that, and then at Kentucky. And then in 2027, we go to South Florida in week one. Richmond comes to our place in week two. Week three, we're at Georgia and then the Kentucky game. And then the A&M series starts in 2028 and 2029. Richmond's we, one of those dangerous D2 schools. I don't yeah, we, uh, I hate that we're – if you're going to schedule – I've said it a million times. If, I mean, you, if you're going to schedule an FCS like team, yeah. schedule a bad FCS team because nobody cares when you beat a good FCS team no. except like college football diehards and – even them, they're like, yeah, you shouldn't be losing to an FCS. I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe Richmond has fallen off, but I know they've been good in the past. They've been good recently, I believe. So after this year, you know, we've got Notre Dame in back-to-back seasons. We don't play Notre Dame again until 2030. That's when we go. Good it, Lord. It's weird how the schedule works out. Like we, you know, we, we've played them. We played them a couple of times. 24, uh, 20, what, 14, and then 2019, and then. You know, now we've turned right around. We're playing them in, in consecutive years. We don't play them again until 2030. And then we have games against them in 2032, 2033, and 2035. And again, like, who knows how scheduling is going to work moving forward. Notre Dame could be in the, you know, the British Columbia Conference when we get to 2035. They could be playing in the, the European Conference. Who the hell knows how scheduling is well, going to work? Well, everything but football. Yeah, or, or, or exactly. They'll still, have, they'll still have the NBC deal that they're allowed to keep for themselves. That'll be the one constant in college football. They're just playing on NBC. I feel like that is the only constant we have in, in the last, like, five years, right? They're, yeah. Is it Notre Dame is, is football free and they're always on, on NBC? They're playing a road town against the uh, road game against the Cape Town Cobras from South Africa. And it's still NBC. <laughs> Carrying it in 2035. So who knows how scheduling is going to work, but that is the way that our schedule against Notre Dame currently is laid out. Scheduling madness. It's all bad. Uh, 502-414-1450. Thorne's text you expect me to remember that. (laughs) We'll take some text here uh, on the text line. Get back to you. Texture says, highly disappointed in the IU decision. I hate that teams and coaches are incentivized to play several non-competitive games. It sucks. Instead of IU, U of L is likely going to get an FCS matchup. Well, that's see, that's not true because we already have the FCS matchups. Yeah. We're getting an FCS matchup regardless, and you're not allowed to play two FCS teams in one year. So we will have to replace IU with a with an FBS opponent in both of these seasons because we I got mean, Austin P next year and Eastern Kentucky in 2025. To me, in a perfect world, I mean, I, I know you, you you like having the FCS, and you can still have one. But I feel like it's Indiana and Kentucky should be on our schedule every year. You said that. I, I, I don't. I don't want to back down. I don't back down from rivals. Well, Kentucky is on our schedule every year. True. I use now clearly, and we've it's never had. You know, as you mentioned, we haven't had them since '86. But I mean, I still. I'd love to have them. I'd, I'd love to have them every year on basketball and football. I think we should. We will play an FCS team every year. It looks like um, until at least. God, I mean, we have an FCS team on our schedule every year through 2031. Yeah, I mean, well, you get four games. I think you should. I mean, I think you can put Kentucky and Indiana as two of them and then have one, like, you know, various year, you know, like your Georgia or your small Mac school, but then have the one. Everyone should have one FCS on their schedule every year, right? And it, Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm fine with I'm that. I'm fine with and that. And in 2030, too. we will play Stephen F. Austin, by the way, bringing things full circle. Uh-oh. VMI is going to come to town in 2029. You know they played football. <laughs> we do, as mentioned. We I have, know they play basketball. <laughs> we have uh, EKU in twenty twenty five. Now watch out; they do produce a lot of uh, FCS Heisman finalists. 
<laughs> but like we, but I think I mean, I, I, like I said, I think we brought this up earlier in the week. Like EKU's the one like local team. I think we play we play more than anybody. Yeah, we, we, we talked about Murray, and but, but, I mean, it seems like we play EKU like every other. Like we sign like a two year deal with them like every other year. Like we'll play them twice, and we'll take a year or two off. Then we'll play them twice again. We have played them twenty nine times all time. Yeah, it's got to. I mean, that's that's a lot for FCS team. We've played Murray. 20, uh, 20 times. So I, I would assume that EKU is the most played FCS opponent for us. And then, of course, we had Western was an FCS for so, a long time as well. True. As part of that. True. And they didn't go Division One until I was there. I brought it to them. You're welcome. You brought Division One athletics to Western Kentucky. I'll never forget, Mike, the second week at Western, they had this, like, I went to a thing down at campus about them going D1. And it's like when I had, like, energy and was, like, energetic. And it's like, school spirit, yay! And I get We've down, got the team. I get down to like, this amphitheater, like this, you know, uh, indoor, you know, arena, or whatever, amphitheater, or whatever. And the guy's talking about it, and people are just so anti against it. I'm sitting there like, why are you really? Like, I thought this was going to be like gung ho pro, like, hey, we're going D1. Like, everyone there was against it because of the, fa- the the fear of student loans going up. I'm like, no, who cares? Intuition. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and tuition, yeah. Student, well, I mean, student loans is why you're going to pay the tuition. True. So, yeah, it's, it's the same thing, right? I'm like, I'm the, I, I feel like I was the only one that was, like, pro going D1 there. I mean. It was a bit weird. There's been a lot. Of, I mean, because Bellarmine now has been D1 for a handful of years, and there was a big, I guess, backlash amongst the teachers last year. Uh, the professors there saying it's it's it hurt the school and all this stuff. I don't know the, the specifics of what was going on there, but I know they formed a what a vote of no confidence against the university leadership, which was. I mean, I guess there's there's, you know, there's a lot more to consider. But as people like us that are just sports, 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 yeah, I'm like hell yeah, everyone go D1, do it. <laughs> NCAA tournament's cool. It's, it's kind of where I was. Bowl games are fun. Yes, it took them a while to get there, but yeah. <laughs> Texture says. Uh, Bill Maher is cool now because he makes fun of Democrats now. He makes he's always made fun of Democrats and Republicans though. Yeah, but he's doing a lot more of it now. He just makes fun of Bill Maher's going to make fun of whoever's in office. Well, pretty much, and usually there's a re- good reason to. Texas is Indiana being behind the Katina Powell story is the biggest not talked about sports story maybe ever. Screw them! I hope we destroy them. It does kind of get overlooked, doesn't it? Well, I don't think it's really talked known that much. Like they, I mean, there's nothing official. And to be fair, it's not like Indiana University. It was, I mean, I, there are details that I'm not, I can't say because I don't know for sure, but there's, you know, there have been rumors for a long time. The rumors that they were mad we took an assistant. Well, yeah, that, that's, I think that's how it got started. I think, yeah. I think it was more than just that um, with, with hiring Kenny Johnson away from them. I, I mean, I, I think I, I feel comfor- comfortable saying Indiana Boosters formed an LLC that got this book project going. And this this obscure publishing company, IBJ Publishing, that Katina Powell never could. The whole story about her finding, I Googled IBJ Publishing and just, like, found, like, a publishing company and just found them. When their Google result was, like, if you, if you Googled publishing company, they were on, like, Google page 122,000 or whatever is just completely made up. So I, I think it's... And the baffling thing is that we're not even a rival with IU technically. We just no, discussed how we don't ever get to play them. Any, so why would you... I mean, that's something, like, you see in an Auburn, Alabama story. Yeah. I think, yeah, it was, it was I mean, a, it's true. Albert at one point paid an Alabama player to, to tell everybody he was paid in college. It was a, it's, it's, a, it's a layered story for sure, but I, I do feel very confident in saying that prominent IU boosters were involved in, in what happened with us, which Damn you, Jared. is enough reason to, for us not to be like, yeah, just screw you. We're not going to play It was Mark stuff. Cuban, wasn't it? 
No. <laughs> Jared wasn't it. It's not. <laughs> it would be a lot easier to hate him if it was. That's if it was. It comes out later on it was Jared, the one that was all behind it. Uh, T.J. Walker texted in. He said, IU said with the addition of UCLA and USC and the expanded playoff, the Big Ten is no longer dictating out-of-conference scheduling requirements, and that was the only reason they scheduled UofL in the first place. So without the conference's requirement, they opted out of a game that they never wanted in the first place. They're still dorks, though. They are dorks. And it doesn't really change my, yeah. You know, if you didn't want to schedule us at the beginning, and you felt like you had to, you could have scheduled any, anybody. You didn't have to schedule us. Yeah. You could have scheduled a worse power conference team. You chose us. It was, a, you know, it, was, it was billed as this whole, we're bringing back the regional rivalry. We're playing them in basketball again, which I think everybody was in favor of. We're playing them in football now. It's all happening. And then you, you wussed out at the first opportunity of wussing out. No, they, they were all grand when we had Satterfield's coach, but as soon as Brom came in, they're like, oh. I do love that storyline. I, I do like making it that they're just scared of Jeff Brom. Prove me wrong, people. What's, you can't. What, what's the meme where the guy's at the table? He's like, convince me. Yeah. That's, that's me right there in, in Bloomington right now. Indiana's afraid of Jeff Brom. Convince me you're not convince afraid of otherwise. Jeff Brom. I mean, I heard, it, I heard it in Don Fisher's voice during the broadcast last week where they were talking about how the defense has been playing well, but they've had good defenses before, and Brom's had no problem picking them apart. He's not wrong. He owns Tom Allen. Texas, the KP buyout will be $6 million after this year, and IU helped us push it down to four. <laughs> <laughs> I still think we should have held out for $2 million a game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's, what are they going to do? Four. <laughs> four million? Yeah, why not? It's like Indiana, in a shocking move, has traded Mike Woodson to Louisville in exchange for Kenny Payne, and coach to be named later. <laughs> nah, I'd really have just a recruit or something, maybe. <laughs> it's okay. I'll pass. Texture says, ask Trevor if this was his proctor at the ACD. I had a Mr. Anderson in elementary school at St. Polycarp. Yeah. That's him? That's Steve Earle. Who now teaches at Wagner. He was my favorite teacher in grade school. Always had a sense of humor, so I feel like he fit Trevor's description. That, does, tell me that does not look like Steve Earle. A very young Steve Earle. Now, th- yeah, this is a younger version of him, too, because he said he I was, see it, for sure. He said he didn't teach, actually, at Wagner. He was just there to proctor test. He teaches at uh, Barrett. Okay, well, this guy said he, he teaches at Wagner now, but apparently not. Maybe, maybe, he's maybe he did at me. some point, and yeah, maybe he just didn't want you to know where he was. I mean, like, don't talk about me on the radio, Yeah, because his beard is a little longer, and it has more gray in it now. No, there you go. <laughs> I love that a listener uh, like snuffed out who it was. <laughs> I told you, I mean, he's a good guy. I liked him. He was fun. I would have, if I had him as a teacher, I might, you know, might have paid more attention to him in school. Texas Mike, I've always heard IU had something to do with Katina Powell. Will we ever figure out how much? I would love a podcast on it. Actually, make it an emergency pod. We did kind of just break it down a second ago, didn't we? At some point, when I'm like old and about to die, hopefully. You want to give out details that you want? I want to tell the entire story about the weekend that I found out that this was. Happening. <laughs> I was live on the air when it happened. I knew it was coming. Yeah, I, no, I, I, I found I found out that Thursday. I flew with the team to NC State for the game in Raleigh. I remember you've said that. I meant yeah. And stuff happened that night that I, I don't feel comfortable talking about on the air. But at some point in time, I will just just spill it when when all the major players are gone and it can be said because there are things like if I had all the free time in the world, I think this, it'd be a fascinating book to really investigate because there are people, very public people in Indiana, that I know for a fact are lying. About certain things. I never read the book. I know you did. I did. I, I, I read it that night. I know. A lot of people did. I Shockingly, did. it wasn't a really difficult read. I, I know. You, you didn't it's have, only like 110 pages or something in it or something. And some of it are just like journal pages that are written yeah, out. Yeah, it's 110 pages and 28 of them are pictures. I mean, it's, <laughs> it was, yeah. It was, I, I just remember before the book came out, I, I, I want to say I was on with Nick Coffee when, when, 
when just the 40 tweet came out. And then like the middle of the show, I think it was like 4 o'clock on a Friday. And we were just like, oh, good Lord, what is it? I mean, just doing it all on the air, by the way, learning it as it's going along was a roller coaster in itself. We had like just landed in Raleigh. And I think that like, – you're not doing a show that day, I guess. Or? We were no, we weren't supposed to because we were doing we were doing game stuff. We like, no. it was like a la- long. It's a long story, but like, okay. it was like the last second deal. Like we were going to go to the game, so we ended up having to like go to our hotel room and like do it on the phone individually, like talk for a little bit. <laughs> and it was just it was a it was a wild wild day because you know I, there was this whole thing. There's confusion Thursday night. I know that the people at U of L were like, we've heard this story might come out. Like they'd known about the Katina Powell thing for. A few months before, and they'd they'd started investigating all the stuff that they said publicly. They'd started investigating themselves. They'd gone to the NCA, and, and so at that point in time, like they weren't sure if this was just all like a big bluff, if, if this were just people making up stuff. And then they'd heard that a story was going to come out, and it was going to be potentially that weekend, maybe later. And so we land in Raleigh, and they're like, "I guess the story's not coming out." And then right when we get to the team hotel, the story comes <laughs> it out. It was like it was really, yeah, it was about five. It was a five, it was a news dump. Yeah, it was a wild, wild thing. Texas, I have the same thought on the IU buyout. I can already hear the smack talk if Louisville loses on Saturday. Come on, Jeff. Yeah, we need to win just so we can avoid a lot of embarrassment. Plus, if we win, we can just do all the smack talking, how you're just so scared to play us. Exactly, yeah. We'll yeah. see you in, you know, it's been 30 years. We'll see you in 26. And if IU wins, they're going to do the, see, this is why we want to bother playing you. You were no challenged us anyway. Right, yeah, it's just going to be. And I mean, I don't want to be. Then they'll lose to Minnesota by 30. I don't want to be winless against them. I know it's just three games, but I mean, we remember we were doing like the whole like we've never beaten Georgia Tech before, and then we you know, it, it, would, it would have sucked if we'd been zero and three. But let's avoid that. Texas, we need to destroy IU this weekend to keep the hope alive for TK being the celebrity picker on College Game Day <laughs> against Notre Dame. Do I get to? Can I? Can I put my name in the hat for that? Yes, I is, think you just there, did. Is there someone? <laughs> Who do I reach out to on that one? Lee Corso. If we can somehow sell the story that you. Had a horrible experience at your first ACT 25 years ago. I'm filming up to lie like a And then you got a 35 this year as a 43-year-old man. Despite the snickering and desk situations, maybe they'll make you like the celebrity guest picker. I do love – was it takes me you It said I should have told the kids I was a make-a-wish kid at ACT. That's right, yeah. <laughs> worst worst make-a-wish ever. <laughs> I don't have a long time here, but – and my last wish is to take the ACT. This is my time to right some wrongs. <laughs> I think I should. I think we. Should, I think we should both be like co-celebrity pickers. The, the Rutherford show himself. Just Big X. Big X. Well, no, on there. He loves to come. No, no, we don't. Leaving Scoots at home. Well, Scoots can't come. He might claim to be another Dame fan because it's in Indiana. Oh God, he would. <laughs> you think he would? This how does, I wonder if I can see Scoots being one of those guys who like I root. I don't think Scoots cares about football that much. No, I know he's a Steeler fan, but I mean college football. Oh well, I mean if you grew up in, as an Indiana fan, would you? He clearly doesn't care about IU. I mean, that's, I mean, how bad? I mean, it's Indiana's. I mean, they've had one, two good seasons in the last twenty five years. Yeah, it'd be tough. I mean, he does, and he's and Scoots didn't know enough. I mean, I'm barely old enough to remember the Mallory years when they were good or at least decent. Back in the late '80s and early '90s, that'd be it. it growing up, I mean, we don't get me wrong. Like, we had our stretch when we were kids uh, where it was it was kind of difficult to be a UFL football fan. But growing up being an IU football fan is a, a different assignment altogether. Oh, not, that would have been, been close. That would have been impossible. <laughs> Texas says uh, we could schedule Western Michigan for Lance Taylor. He is the new head coach there. Okay, I mean our old assistant. Is he? Yeah, I don't remember him. Good looking guy. Came here from Notre Dame a few years ago. 
Oh, yeah, the offensive guy. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. We're very excited about it. He him. was the co-offensive coordinator. Exactly. Yeah, because we had co-everything. We still do. <laughs> <laughs> like, no one can have a job on their own. We have this co- but like, we have this, this, this thing where it's like, we have co-coordinators, but not really. Like, you know, we uh, had... I know, that's what Lance Taylor, he wasn't even really the coordinator, was he? Wasn't he just there just to, like... Well, like, we had Brian Brown, and, uh, you know, for a while there... You know, it was Court Dennison was the co-defensive coordinator yeah. last year with somebody. But like everybody was like, it's Brian Brown's deal. Like we knew who was the real defensive coordinator, and now it's. And when you sat, was the offensive coordinator technically? I mean, when you're exactly when your head coach and your Which offense, is kind of the same thing now with like Jeff and Brian. I think, I'm sure a little bit because yeah. Brian's what the I think technically he's the quarterbacks coach and the co-offensive coordinator. Yeah, and let's be real, like it's it's he's Jeff's the assistant offense. to the assistant manager. I wonder how much Brian gets yelled at through the like the the mics because I know that Greg gets just. Hoard out on the sidelines all the time. Oh, I'm seeing yeah. Well, you I see think that's that. kind of Greg's kind of his, his job. Well, that's right? the way that I Greg mean, and Jeff operate. Like yeah. they, they they just yell at each other constantly. I wonder if Jeff. Like I, I would love to hear how much Jeff is just going at Brian on the comm system. <laughs> I'd love to have access to that. We need some more. Back in the day, I used to always get the, the best sources I had when I started doing Card Chronicle, and really for the first like ten years, were the student assistants. They they, they would because they would always just. Tell me the best stuff. <laughs> I imagine they would. And a lot of them are on, like, they're on that comm system. Like, they, like a couple of them had a great story that they were able to tell a few years later about how when they went to um, to West Virginia, or when, I guess when West Virginia played here, they were, they, they, they stole signal from the West Virginia sidelines. Like, they figured out some things, and they related to Petrino, and sure enough, it ended up being right, and they were like, you know, awesome, job well done. So some of them, I'm sure, are still on the systems now. We need them to give us the details on what Jeff is saying to Brian during games. I want that to happen. Damn it, Brian. And play the work is your fault. <laughs> well, I hope it's more juicy than that. That was my cleaning version. I couldn't, I couldn't actually say what I probably want to say. That's what I want to know about. Yeah. Uh, all right. We'll take more text after the break. 502-414-1450. We're talking Louisville. We're talking Indiana. We're talking series schedules being canceled. It's all happening here on a Tuesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and Says it make you feel like it's just it's fine, like, like it, you know. It's like, I'm like, well, it can't be that bad with that little cheery melody and the way that he's talking, and there's no other cuss words around it. So no. It's fine. Is it a curse word? Well, yeah. Guess it's a b word. Don't play it again. Just guess. Cut it off. Stop. <laughs> Welcome back in Tuesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Hopefully your week is off to a swimming start, and we're having. It, it does feel. Ooh, we're going swimming. I'd, I'd like to go swimming. I've been swimming. Like, well, I guess when I went to the hotel, it's been a minute. I want to go swimming again. Well, you can go swim. We went. We go swimming pretty much every weekend. Well, not anymore. Now it's we're back to zoo Sundays. Love the zoo. <laughs> love the carousel. Love the playground. 
zoo. A few people walked up and said hi at the zoo. I appreciate that on Sundays. Talk about the show. That's always a good time. But uh, we're, we're back in the fall, which means more zoo and less pool, unfortunately. More playgrounds. I know this is going to sound bad. Like I want to go to the zoo, but I, I'm not doing it unless I get like a rascal or something. They have those. I know they do. You wouldn't be alone. I know. I've said this before. I'll say it again wanna, on the show. As much as I know, if you I'm... need a if you need a self <laughs> boost, if you need some sort of like positivity boost, the zoo is a great place to make that happen. I know, but you'll I... feel a lot better about yourself when you go to the zoo. <laughs> it's, is it like the fair? I guess kind of a little bit. Yeah, like the fair with animals. Hey, they got animals at the fair. I was surprised, <laughs> you know, because I we went to the zoo all the time when I was a kid. You know, you know, you notice people less when you're a kid. You don't, you know, which is a good oh, thing. Yeah. But like I went, to, you know, I, I always thought it was just kind of like you know, just like you know, just everyone was sort of like you know, the same, like looking normal, doing normal stuff, and it's not. Here's the, it's a free for all there. Here's like the internal like struggle I'm having with this. It's like I'm I'm damn I'm not going to be the one in the rascal at the target yet. I'm not that I'm not that point. And you can go solo to the zoo in a rascal. But I but but I want if I'm going to the zoo, I want to like try to enjoy it. And there's no way I'm going to enjoy it if I'm walking on foot down around that entire place in the middle of the heat. Solo zoo rascal at forty three is quite the move. Yeah, are, are you are you challenging me? I can't. No, are I you, want you to take a camera. Are you? Just, is this is this my next? Is this my next thing? I think it might. Be. I did this. I did ACTs. Now I'm going to zoo solo. <laughs> oh, rascal. Oh, rascal. Do I have to call ahead to rent it? I don't know. I don't know. It works. I've never done it. How does, <laughs> they, you said they're available, right? I, I've I have seen there are there are several rascals going at all times at the zoo. I mean, I do they? That I mean, do they bring them themselves? Or are these like brought from home? These or? are all questions I don't have the answer to. I'm sorry. I mean, I need to know because I mean, if I can like, have you thought about investing in a rascal for yourself? No, 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 not that point. You go out enough. No, exactly. That's pretty much it. That's about the truth. Could you imagine seeing me walking? <laughs> Could you imagine seeing me with a dog going to the neighborhood and a rascal while I walk the dog? <laughs> I would love to just be a target is that one day. The epitome of laziness is walking your dog while you're in a rascal. I would love to just be at Target one day and be like, Virginia, there's there's Daddy's friend Trevor who's brought you those presents. Remember him? It's like, why, why is he in a rascal just going no, around Target? No, no. Not in the rascal Target level, though. No. Because I, I remember I, I, in the younger 20s, I remember walking in and always seeing those things going, what kind of loser's going to ride around in one of those? Well, 20 years later, I'm thinking me. <laughs> things were supposed to be different. <laughs> but I'm still, no. I, again, the line is drawn, and I'm not being the rascal Target guy. I'll be at the rascal Zoo guy. But not the target guy. There's definitely I, more pride in Rascal Zoo guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, the zoo's more of an the lesser of two evils. The, the zoo's more of a challenge. Uh I mean, can I use your pass to get in? Yeah. What you all want to go with me? Or no? I guess I'm supposed to go solo. You can go with us. And I go in the Rascal. Sure. We're not gonna wait for you. <laughs> John's like my one year old son's like, come on. <laughs> I mean, those things move kind of. Also, I'm a little worried about... <laughs> Who's what about, this guy? I'm not waiting for him. Giraffe's right over there. <laughs> what about hills? I mean, that, 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 isn't it kind of hilly? I mean... It is, it's, it's pretty hilly. I mean, what, did you go to the zoo a lot when you were a kid? It's been a long time. But and did you go like, no, a decent amount when you were a kid? No, I didn't actually. I was shocked because we went a lot when I was a kid, and I had not been... Pro- like I went to brew at the zoo in like 2010, and it was the first time... I, I worked there one time. I, I worked to brew at the zoo one time in high school as like a... We had to do That's a Halloween thing, service. right? Yeah. yeah. We do a community service thing one time. I had to do that too. Well, ours was not court appointed. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, school mandated. 
Uh, Same difference. But I hadn't. I'd like walked around the zoo since I was a kid until Brew the Zoo, and I was shocked by like how much I remembered and how much the layout still like looked the same and how much it brought back. Now a little bit of that was the alcohol. I'm like, oh, I was I, the train was right there. Uh, but like, the, going back now, it's it, it's a cool thing. The only cause I, I think I've told a story. Like the only thing the last time I was there was when I did like a Boy Scout and we slept over there. And I don't, yeah, you I, did say that. I, I got to see it. I remember. I, told, I think I told you we we slept at the um, science museum and the. At the fair, at the fair, at the um, oh, you slept next to the, 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 that polar bear. No, the dinosaur. The dinosaur. The, that's what it was. It was a dinosaur, and at the, at the, at the zoo, it was the uh, reptile center, and I was like the spiders and all this. I'm like this is like I'm supposed to sleep in here. That's creepy. Like yeah, seriously. Because on top of it, like the cage, the, the little cases, the lights stay on. So oh, it's, God. Yeah, so it's not even dark in here. I'd get, give me the lions dead <laughs> over that. They turn all the lights off, and all you have the uh, is lit up is like this little light in each like you know. Class saying that you can still see them moving around, and it's like, no, that sounds horrible. It was this. Why would was, you want to do that? I don't know. Even as a kid, I'd be like, no. But uh, beds are nice, and that was. I mean, that was. I, I mean, good lord. I, I mean, that was Boy Scouts. That was you know, thirty years ago. So that's last time I was there. The only thing that sticks in my memory is, and I could be wrong about this. Maybe I'm remembering it wrong, but is the polar bear. This is why you probably think polar bear. It's because I've told this, like, where you're, because the polar bear cage, like, you're coming up a hill, and it's, like, around right. the corner. Right, And I just remember always coming up that hill, being like, and seeing that giant thing of water, and being like, God, I want to jump into that right now. It does feel good. And it just looks so good. That's the only really thing I have a memory of the zoo, like, a specific memory. Like, I remember, I remember the, the shop and all the stuff there, and I remember the train. I just couldn't remember exactly where it would be. Can I tell you but, kind of a I I mentioned that was on the air yesterday, but we got so carried away with with ACT Madness. Now ACT you're, Madness, you're not on Instagram, so you didn't see this. And, and no, I mean the few people who do follow me on Instagram maybe saw this on on Sunday night. So we had we, we have all these leftover balloons from Virginia's birthday party a couple weekends ago, and the kids just you know, they're fun. The kids like having them around, but one of the balloons got to the point where it's like it's lost enough air to like not be just stuck to the ceiling. But it was kind of in that limbo zone, so it was like okay. It looked like a ghost hunters thing. I filmed it. It was like float. It would like go like slowly down, like towards us. Rising called the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. It's, it's, that's what I felt <laughs> like while I was filming it. Yeah. Like I filmed the most beautiful. So thing. beautiful. This is struggling in the wind. <laughs> God at work here in my Sunday afternoon living room as we watch Vanderpump Rules reunion. Best Vanderpump, best uh, Family Guy skit. When guy goes, it's trash. Do you know your you know complex, your digestive <laughs> system? <Yes. laughs> So like the, the balloon Good is like stuff. it's like floating around and I'm like this is ghost and I posted on Instagram and a bunch of people were like this is really actually really creepy I would move <laughs> all this stuff so I didn't think anything of it I'm like yeah it's just it's a balloon whatever and as we we watched our show and I was like where did that balloon go and Mary's like that's it right there I'm like no that's the other purple one that one hasn't lost any of its helium or whatever so I go upstairs I go to sleep I turn off the lights I'm watching TV. I like roll over after I'm just about to fall asleep. The balloon is just hovering above me in the room upstairs. That's, it was creepy as hell. I was like, I was like, I, I don't know what to do with this. I was like, I was like, I, so I was it's like, following you? I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, I, I legitimately opened the door, like shoved it back down the stairs, and was like, just, just go down there. And when you woke up, it was back above you. That's what I was worried about, <laughs> but it wasn't. It was th- thankfully it had gone back downstairs and was just now it's lost all of its air. It's resting on the ground. But that was I was like, this is uh. Thank goodness I'm not on any sort of drugs right now because I don't think I'd be able to, to take this. <laughs> if that were you, you would have freaked out and called me. No, I just, I, well, I wouldn't freak out, but it's because I'm not a big alien guy. I mean, alien or ghost guy, but. Well, balloon yeah, ghost. Balloon ghost. What made you believe? The one. <laughs> I can't. I've had balloons in my house once in the last few years. It was my mom's birthday, and we came back with balloons. 
And that's when I discovered Khaleesi despises balloons. Oh, no. I, I, if I'll show you, I've got a video of it. Like, my mom just walks in, and she's, like, holding the balloon, and it's floating there. And Khaleesi just goes insane. Like, and this is, I think she was maybe two when this, when, when this happened, so it's been a couple years. But she just goes nuts. Like, she jumps on the couch with me, and she's barking and growling and just. Poor thing. I, I've never seen anyone, like, hate a balloon so much. Like, Arya's just standing there looking at her like, what, what the freak is wrong with you? You know, and all the other dogs are like, what's going on? Like, I, 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 maybe I'll think about it. I've got the video, I think, on my phone. I have to end up taking it. But I was like, this is like, I don't understand why. So I've just avoided bringing a balloon home. I kind of want to maybe now that I think about it to see if she reacts the same way. Um, she wanted to come to work with me today so bad. Why didn't you bring her? Because I got the Bats game. Uh, I, don't wanna leave, I don't want her to just have to sit in here that long. Who are the Bats at tonight, by the way? Uh, they're at um, oh Durham. Sure. Uh, say what? They're at Durham. Yeah. Is it Durham? Okay, I couldn't I'm, remember. I'm, I'm not saying I know. I'm just saying I'm just trying to save you. Here. <laughs> I thought it was Durham coming up. Yeah, the, the, the get to the, which is great because I mean I get to hear uh, Nick make all the uh, Bull Durham references. We, uh, I mean, this is what the second to last week of the season. Third, uh, last game is the twenty fourth. So we've got Louisville Bats baseball tonight. It is against Durham at Durham Bulls Athletic Park. 635 first pitch. Coverage will start here at 605. Yep. We also tonight on 970 WGTK, your new home for Cardinal Athletics, we'll have the Jeff Brom Radio Show, which is out there at the Fern Creek Roosters. Uh, it'll be on 7 to 8 tonight. If you want to get the inside scoop on all things Cardinal football, you may get a little bit of that tonight. That's Jeff Brom doing what he does with Paul Rogers every Tuesday night during the football season. Again, on our sister station 970 from 7 to 8. You hear it there all season long. Roosters is good. Roosters is good. I, I enjoy Roosters. We'll take some more text on the Thornton's text line at 502-414-1450. We've been talking mostly today, outside of ghost balloons, about uh, Indiana <laughs> canceling the last two games of its football series against Louisville, what that means, where that leaves us for the future, all that good stuff. Hit us up with your thoughts at 502-414-1450. Texture says, group of five teams are getting absolutely throttled by P5s this year. The transfer portal is just pulling all the best players from that level. I do think there's a lot to that. Like You, you haven't seen the requisite... You mentioned like the the MAC team seems to always beat a Big Ten team, and Toledo came close against Illinois. But you haven't seen those types of upsets this year, and I do wonder if that's going to become more of the norm since the best group of five players are almost always going to transfer up to the high level when they get yeah, that chance. Nice. I do. I mean, we're going to have at least for the first two years of the playoff, we're going to have a system where a group of five team is guaranteed to be in the playoff, and I. I kind of hate it because I feel like we're getting to a point where those teams are going to keep getting weaker and they're just going to get blasted in the first round. Where I really do think that the best group of five teams, like 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago, could have been competitive for at least a round or two in this college football playoff and could have made for some really good, fun memories that are akin to what we see in March Madness every year. But I feel like now we've missed that window and the, you know, it, the rules are so set up against them that it's going to be, hey, here's... Appalachian State just getting pummeled by Michigan in yeah. round one. I think we feared about a little bit of basketball and basketball. Bad example, by the way, App State versus Michigan. Because they just hung with uh, – they beat Michigan and they almost beat North Carolina back to back years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it's going to be more uh, more visible in football than like – in basketball we start to worry about it too maybe. But in basketball it's, just a, it's so much different. You know, you can – one man can change an entire game in sure. basketball where football it is, is you know, a team thing and the depth and, and all that stuff. Um, I agree. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. It was an unavoid from it. I mean, our best players from a Georgia State. I mean, maybe and Jackson State. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, Georgia State's been a solid Sun Belt team for the last few years. Hell, our last our last year, our best uh, raw receiver was from Central Arkansas. Yeah, I mean, we're playing Indiana this week, whose best defensive players from Western Michigan. Yeah, we're gonna keep doing it. I mean, it's, it's gonna. I mean, we're yeah. It's not just 
Trust me, it's not, you know, it's it's gonna gonna happen anymore. The only good thing about it if you're a power five conference, uh or you're one of the, you know, the mid major conferences or whatever they, um, is that a lot of the guys don't transfer till after like their senior year. If they're doing the kind of the more one and done kind of move instead of leaving where in basketball I think you're seeing you might start seeing guys leave after, you know, like a freshman year or a sophomore year. True. Yeah. In football, they're traditionally more like staying for like like three or four years before they go to the, the big guys and, and take over one more year over there. So you can have some success with them. Yeah, I mean, you, you're picking and choosing certainly more at the the football level because you want to go to – it's not like in basketball where if you're a, a low-level player who's been the best player on his low-major team for like three, four years – and you go to a power conference team, like you may not be the star of that power conference team, but you know you're going to get a chance to show what you can do for the next no. level or for whatever. Or maybe you just want to go have a chance to play in the NCAA tournament. It could be for a national title. Whereas with F- with FCS, or I mean, group of five teams going to uh, to power five teams, like Jamari Thrash. He's a fifth-year guy, six-year guy, whatever. Yeah, yeah, and you also can like pick your spots to where yeah. like, like I know this team needs a wide receiver. I'm going to go there and be a big-time player. But you know, you don't want to go from – I'm the man at, at Georgia State to I'm the like fifth wide receiver because you're not going to get on the, the the field hardly at all and you're not going to get many targets. Basketball, you're always going to get a shot. I think it's a little bit different, but I I think you're totally right in that you're seeing more players just wait until they know that like I, I can go somewhere. I'm a fifth year guy. I'm proven. My film's out there. That's when they're going to transfer. Whereas if you average 25 points per game as a freshman at Wright State and North Carolina comes calling the next year, hell. Hell yeah, one time transfer rule. Yeah, I'm there. I mean, I'm curious on like like in terms of your smaller, you know, mid major conferences, you know, like how many of the freshman newcomer of the years actually come back that next year for the, their team? It's gonna. Be, I feel like it's gonna be fewer and fewer. It's got. It's got to be. I mean, because if you're, you know, you're, you know, Joe Blow, and you average, you know, 17 points a game as a freshman out of nowhere for UNC Asheville, what are the odds you're playing UNC Asheville as a sophomore? I mean, hell, Dwayne Sutton averaged like 12 points a game at UNC Asheville as a freshman. Exactly. He was, he was going to Louisville the first day. He's like, walk on? Sure, I don't care. Yeah, but but in football, like you say, I agree. You're just, we're not, I mean, maybe we will, get to see that, we will see that more and more. I mean, technically, you know, um, Coleman was only a freshman last year. Yeah. It's different, a little bit different to the rules because his, t- his coach left. But And he was like a top 100 recruit. <clears throat> yeah, and he, just, and he just didn't want to. I'm surprised. I guess for some reason didn't want to follow him to Colorado. But, yeah, I mean, that's – but in basketball, yeah, you do see – you're going to see freshmen and sophomores bouncing way more than you want in football. Do you see Shador Sanders and Mel Kiper now has him as the number three quarterback in this year's class? Does he? Bumped him all the way up. I think he's like good. I think he, I think he's legit good. I mean, I just what I mean, is he how big is he though? I mean, is he, is he six, he's like he's, six two though, isn't he? I think I was I was gonna say six three. He's not huge. I wonder if he's got the weight on him though as well. I mean, I haven't really watched he is him 6'2", enough. Right. I know the numbers are there, but yeah, he's I mean, he's also playing in an offense where numbers are gonna be there. And he didn't I mean he didn't look nearly as good against Nebraska last week as he did against TCU's floodgate defense. <laughs> but I mean, he can play for sure. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not always, always getting drafted, but I'd be shocked if he didn't. Somebody's gonna pick him up. And you know, it's it's crazy. Now, I'm, I'm just thinking about this. I mean, there's probably better examples, but we talking about us like taking like your Louisville's and your Indiana's, you know, taking from the you know the, the smaller you know MAC conferences, Power Five conferences, where in turn like you got you know your Ohio States and your Alabamas are then taking from. Each other, from well, from also from like, like I think of a Jameer Gibbs who was an NC State guy, yeah, yeah, and he goes to Alabama. You know, our, our for example, you know, even though he didn't play Harrow with us, goes to Alabama. That's it's kind of the ripple effect where you know everyone's like the circle of life, like everybody's feeding on what's below beneath them. It's, it's a it's a very and fair it, point. And then you've got Western, no defense to Western, but they're taking guys like Zappy and Austin Reed from D two. 
I, and, and bringing them about. up. You're seeing that in college basketball too, where some of these lower programs, some of their best players are guys who just were killing it at D2, and they're like, you know, yeah. we, we've seen historically if you can if you can put up big numbers at D2, you can probably put up decent numbers in D1, and yeah, it's just it, it, it definitely is a, a food chain type deal. Yeah, I mean, and, and you're also seeing. I think you're going to keep seeing these five star recruits who go to Ohio State and Texas and, and, and Alabama and LSU and all this stuff who realize pretty quickly that they're behind another five star who's beating them out and who's you know a freshman or a sophomore is going to be there for a couple more years who are just going to look at the the other power conference program that has an opening and transfer there like oh Auburn needs a quarterback I'm gone Jalen Hurts goes to Oklahoma uh, uh, J- Jamison Williams leaves Ohio State Joe Burrow I mean it's, it's, leaves, uh, Alabama goes to Ohio State or vice versa I forget which one he started at now we read the stats more yeah. than uh, I think Burrow, it's like 68 yeah. percent of starting quarterbacks at the power conference level are transfers this year yeah it's, it's insane. just yeah it's, it's the way it's going to keep being Texture says we should have scheduled A and M so we can put the final nail in the coffin on Bobby and Jimbo well we did that's <laughs> a <laughs> I mean, are they going to be there in 2028? 2028 and 29 are. Key I, I promise you. I will. <laughs> if you want to know me back then, we know each other still at that point. That's fine. But 100 bucks is Bobby ain't there. I got maybe 200 is Jimbo ain't there. <laughs> I'll give you a billion dollars if Bobby Petrino is still at Texas A&M in 2028. In the same position. Now, if you want to say he gets the head coaching job or whatever, that's a different story. There's no way he's the offensive coordinator at Texas A&M five seasons from now. I love giving crap to one of my best friends, uh, my man Ruben Martinez out there. I met him in 97, and right after, and, 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 I, and he's a big UK fan, and we got in this argument about Patino. He's like, Patino's going to dominate in the NBA. And I'm like, I bet you, like, I don't remember what I said. Probably some outrageous number. Like, he won't even be in the NBA in five years. And I'll never forget Ruben looking at me, who I still know to this day, talk to him each day. He goes, like, we're going to know each other in five years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I still remind him of that on a regular basis. That and I was right how Patino was out of the NBA within You're five years. You're definitely right. Yeah. <laughs> I would have, if, if you'd asked, like, guys staying at somewhere for a long time, and if you'd ever told me that, Rick Pacino would have been here for what they ended up being uh, 14 years. With the Louisville? With Louisville. He was longer. Well, I guess, well, yeah, you're right. We have 14 his years. first season, well, no, 15 years. He was yeah. here. His first season was 01 02. His last season was 16 17. Yeah. And he would have been here for, I mean, I think he would have coached Still. him until his career <laughs> yeah. ended. Like, I would have lost that bet. Like, I, I, I was very much of the, I had the football fan mindset where it was like, I don't care if you're here for a long time. Like, just come here, get things right, get us back to being where we, we need to be. And if you want to bolt for somewhere else, sure. And we'll try to hire somebody who's just as good as you or maybe you know, just even better, hopefully. But like, the fact that he was here for that long, I would have lost it. Now, he did flirt with the program every, like, offseason. Well, I mean, there's the uh, – who's, who's the writer? Greg Doley was like, determined he was looking at Miami. Oh, God. He was just adamant that Miami Heat was going to be – he was going to be a Miami Heat head coach. <laughs> Uh, we've got to take our last break our, our, our final break of the hour here we'll come back 5 o'clock hour is up next we'll rehash some of our topics from earlier in the show I've got a couple other quick hitter things to get to and then we'll take some text at 502-414-1450 it's the Mike Rutherford Show Tuesday edition here on 1450 and 961 the big X Cause I'm a picker, I'm a grinner, I'm a lover, and I'm a sinner. I play my music in the sun. I'm a joker, I'm a smoker, I'm a midnight toker. I sure don't want to hurt no one. I got a question for you. Yeah, I'm a picker. So 
recently on social media, a friend of mine, who's a big music guy, good guy, Josh, shout out to you, buddy, great beard, uh, posted the that this is the most overrated popular song in history of music. This song? Yes. Now, that doesn't, now I, when you say something's overrated, I don't think you're saying it sucks. It's definitely very popular. And it's very popular. Is it the most overrated popular song? I, I mean, that's, that's I a personal s- preference deal. I, I like it. I do so too. I feel like I, I can't say it. Plus, I grew up in the '90s. Like you didn't, if you if you bought a pack of rolling papers in the '90s, they gave you the Steve Miller greatest hits album with it. <laughs> like it was, it was like the '90s version of what's the uh, the Frampton Comes Alive joke, and, yeah. and that's what that's what I mean. Seriously, like you had to have that greatest hits album if you talked in the '90s. Like it was a given. <laughs> it's definitely I can see how, I, I can see why somebody would say that, but I feel like I can't. What agree would you, with it because I like the song. I do too, and I, and that was kind of my reaction. I think someone on the I can't remember the suggestions came on the thread. Uh, American Pie was brought up. I think I like but, American Pie a lot too. But would you consider it overrated for a popular song? I would not. Okay, that was our commissioner, by the way, that brought that up. I'm just say that one. Um, <laughs> I know how much you love him. <laughs> I do love him. What would you Don't consider quit. maybe a pop overrated popular song? Great five o'clock off that off the topic uh, thing brought up. Um. I mean, I, I feel like, oh. This is going to be un-American to say for me, but mine's kind of Born in the USA by Bruce Springsteen. I don't. I mean, I don't like the song that much, but how it's, popular is it really? It's, I, mean, it's pretty, I mean, it's popular, right? I mean. Can I, this is going to be, this is, this is going to turn a lot of heads. People are going to be upset about this. Okay, oh, I like it. What do you got there for me? And I like the band a lot. I'm a big fan. Okay. Hey Jude by the Beatles. I thought it was Hey Dude. Hey Jude. <laughs> Damn, that's Sharon. <laughs> really? Hey Jude? The 17 minutes of nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Do we really need that? I'm sorry. We could have gone with 20 seconds of that. That's, I mean, that's that's a good answer, though. I like that. That's kind of what I'm looking for. I don't hate the song. I just think it's not like, you know, it's always it's, on these lists of like the greatest song of all time. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think it's the best Beatles song, let alone the greatest song of all time. I, just something. I, I, this is something I always annoy me when you think you call them overrated. Everybody automatically means you say they suck. Like I'm not saying yeah, it sucks. It's just not as good as people think. It yeah, is. and that's how I've said that about Bruce Springsteen in general before. I mean, I don't say he sucks. I just don't put him on the pedestal. Everyone does because I feel like the obvious choice. People will say like "Hey Caroline" or "Sweet Caroline" or um, uh, "Don't Stop Believing" by Journey, but those are more like white people bar songs. I, and this, and this one maybe because it just I just wore on me too. I heard it so much. But it smells like Teen Spirit by Nirvana is another one I put on there. See, it's I, I again, it's another one that I can see why people would say that. But I really like the song. I do too. But I, and I also don't want to be. I'm trying to decide if I'm if my thoughts are because you would hear it like the Miss Jackson theory. You just heard it so much when it came out, like it was on. You just got tired of it. Yeah, and then you started getting like, well, I mean, it's overrated. I, I, I'm trying to like. There's, there's a difference between difference, thinking the song's yeah. not good and just getting sick of it. Because Oversaturated, it's so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure, just because it got played. So a lot of times with songs like that, like I like the, the Miss Jackson theory. A lot of times with songs like that, I'll get so sick of it that I'll just like, I can't. But like, then like eight months later, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I love that song. When it, or like a few years later, I'll be like, I, I love that song. Well, that's how I came with Miss Jackson again now. Now I hear it now, 20 years later, I'm like, hey, yeah, this song, it's a jam. But like 20 years ago, I'm like, I hear it on DJX, I'm like shoving two people. Number two pencils in my ear does like not hear it again. Yeah, I'm with you there. <laughs> of course, I'm not listening to DJX anymore either. <laughs> Shots fired at DJX. <laughs> Sorry. We stole our Arby sponsorship. <laughs> they did a bastard. Can I say bastards? 
I can't think of any more. But if you have some. Yeah, if you got one, yeah. And I think it's always about personal preference. I took it personal a little bit when he puts this one up there because I love Steve Miller Band, too. And I do love that Greatest Hits album. But I guess I can see where, yeah. Because you hear, like, on the classic rock, probably there's, like, once an hour. No matter if you pick between, like, three classic rock channels, you're oh, going to yeah. hear this song. Oh, yeah. This is, like, a Boston song. Anything Boston I would put on the list. That song reminds me of my... Mary and, and her sisters would always talk about how when they got driven to school by their dad, who's like the greatest guy in the world. I love Tom. But apparently he would play like the same like handful of songs on his like, like CD all the time. And one of them was uh, uh, Tom Petty. You don't know how it feels. And like, he's like, <laughs> so Mary's like, it's like his three daughters that are like nine, six, and five. And they're like, let's roll another joint. <laughs> just no idea what it means. And just, just belting it out, which is great. Freshman Trevor thought that was the coolest song ever. It is a good song. Out. When it came out, I was, a, I was all about the wildflower CD. I bought it off the Columbia house. <laughs> you did Columbia house too, didn't you? No, I thought about you it. You never did it. I, 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 I tried oh, to once. Man. I think my older brother did it and then like realized it was a huge scam. Oh, it, oh, it was and so like scam. that kept me from doing it. But I, I used to have like the little cutout, like you could cut out the little mini picture of the CD and you would tape like the 10 you would get for <laughs> 99 cents or whatever it was. I never actually did it though. I did it the once and I remember that was one of the CDs I asked for. Then they just like started randomly sending me CDs. Like one's a, like a Jane's Addiction CD. I remember I was like, what? It's <laughs> <laughs> just not been caught stealing on it. Why do I want this? <laughs> uh, Mary texted and just said it was actually a tape, not a CD on the way to school. That's even better. Well, oh, really? Well, I guess cassettes were We had cassettes free. back in the day. My yeah, dad, no, I it's think it's relevant. My dad and my sister and I can both name, I think, all the songs on this. I think it was a CD, though. No, it may have been a tape. No, you're, he, st- you're in that border because you're talking about a car. Not all the cars had. CD players in them. I mean, very few actually. Right. I think at that point, I don't think 90s. my parents had a CD like a CD player in their car until probably like I like late in high school, maybe. And if it then. did, it was like Wayne's World, where it was a discman and you'd put the the cassette into the thing and it yeah. played. Uh, yeah. But like my dad, I think it was a tape actually, and he was it's like a mix tape, and like I can still remember. I, I probably can remember the order. Like he just played this thing constantly, and the best part of it was he really liked the song "Unbreak My Heart" by Tony Braxton, <laughs> and he accidentally had it on there twice. So like, so you hear Tony Braxton break my heart, and then like two songs later, it would just like the slow melody would start again, and he never fast forwarded. So we got Tony Braxton "Unbreak My Heart" twice in like fourteen minutes whenever we were getting driven to some practice or did, something. Did you ever hit the high baby, baby, baby? Oh yeah, baby, baby. Well, that's a different song, but oh, that's the same one. I get so high oh, when bad. I'm around you. <laughs> What's that? Al Stewart, "You're the Cat," like five Jackson Brown songs. Oh, uh, was that knows what I'm talking about? He knows this. He knows the tape. He knows the scene. When you get that tape, I wanted that's going to be the soundtrack for one of the shows one day. You should. I just I want all the songs. They're good songs. Tape. Yeah, it was a good music. Uh, it sounds like it. Big Alison Krauss guy. Alison Krauss and Union Station. A few of those songs. Were on I never. There. I never really listened to Alison Krauss. The original CD is great. I still have some of those songs on my like my Spotify playlist. I remember my mom was dating a guy named John. Maybe some of those. Oh well. His name was John Krauss at the time. He was I, mean, I can guess their last name. He was don't, a musician. Don't, don't hide the last I name. Remember, I, was, I, I remember when say. Alison Krauss came out. I was like, are they related? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Hey, for all the bad things, hey, that, that that boyfriend though she had, he's the one that took me to see Wayne's World on my birthday. So that's a prop to him. Man, that's a, that solves everything. That makes up for yeah, everything. Makes up for everything. Even though I think he was he ended up breaking up with her, but that's anyway. yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I got a couple <laughs> of quick nuggets to get to before we go back to the text line. We've talk, talked mostly about uh, Indiana canceling the last two games of the Louisville series because it's the big story. In the world of U of Athletics today, we also started the show talking about last night's Monday Night Football game and the craziness there. A couple other quick hitters. One, 
Jeff Braun put out a video last night urging you to go to the KFC Yum Center tomorrow night for Louisville Volleyball's big-time showdown against number 22, Kentucky. Uh, the Cards also will play Stanford at the Yum Center on Sunday. Both those games are going to be on national TV. Stanford, I think, is number 11. Uh, and like I said, UK is, is number 22. But I just love seeing Braum be like, I think the, the, the message was something along the lines of, it was basic. But, yeah, yeah, you guys helped us to beat Murray State on Thursday night. Uh, the, the great crowd willed us to victory. Now we need you to do the same for uh, for volleyball well, against Kentucky. With the blackout, and this is a red out. It's a red out. Yeah, yeah and he was like, "I'm going to be there." All this stuff. Like it, it's just, I do feel like the whole the whole coaches supporting coaches thing. Love it. Hasn't been around quite as much in recent years, and when it was, it felt forced. I, I, I've made this statement before. I'm not, I'm not saying anything. But like, like, whole, like Lane Kippen asking for, for season ticket sales. Type, yeah. Like the, FIU. Well, like the, the Santa Field and Mac, like toilet papering each other's houses felt so fake. And so, like, yeah. let's get this, make sure we get the cameras here so we can post this all over social. Like, I like seeing, I mean, before he even had his instructed press conference, like, Braun was showing up at baseball games or yep. he was showing up at sporting events and doing all this stuff. And he's been very visible throughout U of L sports. And it's genuine, I think. And it's, that was one of the things that Patino always brought up when he was here was how much all the coaches supported each other. You know, he, he would text with Jeff Walls and Dan McDonald, they had like a big group text. And I feel like that hasn't been as present in recent years. And so it's nice to see it coming back. But again, volleyball against UK tomorrow night at eight. If you can make it to the KFC Yum Center, I, I highly encourage you to do so. I, I had this spiel after when the team clinched its birth to the Final Four and we went to the game uh, where they beat Oregon. And it was the most thrilling U of L sporting event that I've been to in in a long time. Seeing that building so just jumpy and so enthusiastic for the first time in a while was was wonderful. But if you haven't been to a volleyball match, even if you're not a big volleyball fan, I highly encourage you to do so. It moves so quickly. It's not difficult to pick up. When everybody cheers, you should cheer. I think you can figure out. The scoring is not overly difficult. You should be able to figure out. The verbiage is kind of hard to pick up, I can tell you Well, you don't need to know what the words are. (laughs) Because I'm still trying to figure out. The ball's in or the ball's out. You get a point or you don't. Just keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, uh, yeah, you don't need to know the positions. Trevor, what you like? you like the pusher? No, no, no. (laughs) Jenna was like, I've never heard anybody call it. I caught caught the alley-ooper, I think, is what it was. I I think you called the center of the pusher, though, at one point. I think I may have called her. And she was like, I've never heard that before in my life. I have no idea what you're talking about. But volleyball, if you can't make it out, I think you'll have a good time. I I used to say this about women's basketball all the time. The first time you go to a women's basketball game won't be the last one because you'll be – I think the the environment is infectious there. It's the same way with volleyball, especially for big-time matches like like UK. And it's come so far and so long. I remember going – I think it was like 10 years ago. I went to the UK UofL volleyball match that was at the Yum Center – which set an attendance record at the time, and it wasn't like the lower bowl was not full, and we lost. But it was like I was like, this is awesome, and now it's it's twice as good now. It's yeah. so much more enthusiastic, and the team is clearly better now. Nine and zero, sitting here at number two in the country, and looking like a you know a very very realistic national title contender for the third straight year. Uh, I do just love the fact that I brought this up kind of off the air when I got here because I, I wasn't sure to answer this was like. Just Brom just doing the video itself. And I remember I think I asked you, I was like, correct me if I'm wrong, and I couldn't. And you said, I was right at least, which is amazing. I should have waited to do this on the air so I could brag about it. But, <laughs> like, I don't, I, don't, yeah, I don't remember Satterfield ever doing anything like that, like, just to, to promote another sport, right? No, and if it if he did, and it was, was one of those where it just it felt like he was asked to do this. He's holding a script like he's Ryan Leaf apologizing. Right. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's like, come on, guys. And, like, even if he did, he didn't. he never was at a point, I guess maybe that first year, but after that, basically after the 
the COVID season and then the dalliance with South Carolina, he was never in a position where him doing that was going to really mean that much. And we know Petrino wouldn't do him. You know, Petrino, yeah. I'm not, 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 yeah. <laughs> you guys helped us to win over Murray State. Now it's volleyball's turn for you to help them. Come on out to the KFC. Root for the pusher. <laughs> and beat UK. Go cards. Um, like, can you do one of my, my score announcements in your Petrino voice? I'm going to tell everybody I, I did it. I wonder if, when did we actually get like an. Uh, uh, and in I, the math <laughs> section, Trevor got. I didn't know you could get a four in the math <laughs> section. I learned that today. Somebody yeah. did suggest to me like doing a cameo of like some like, actually like really big celebrity to like read, all, read it off. Oh God, we should do that. <laughs> like do like just like take it like a get like take maybe take, get some you know donations, do a GoFundMe for it or something, and see if we can get a few hundred bucks like, and get some like like Tom Cruise to read it off. We should get like the cast of OVW, like some of the biggest OVW stars to do it. Get MJF, get get, get, get get Orange Cassidy to read one. The Rock, The Rock. Yeah. I think The Rock's on cameo. Like he's a little too big for. Cameo. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't think Tom Cruise is probably under two. I don't think he costs a few hundred bucks. What's your but... favorite TV show of all time? Oh man, um, I, I don't know if I could really pick one. If I, it's hard because I love like it's tied between maybe The Wire and King of the Hill. It's a weird combination, I know. Maybe we get one of the voices of King of the Hill to do it. Like, like, well, the guy who just did Dale just died. So that can, was, yeah, can, we can get bubbles on there. <laughs> I smoke crack, on there. and I still would do a better score than this guy did. <laughs> we can get the, the, we, we the get, mayor. What? <laughs> no, no, the, uh, the the first mayor who always says she. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he wasn't the mayor. I thought he was like a congressman. No, he was the mayor. Was he mayor? He gets beat by, by uh, Tony Carcetti. Carcetti, yeah. yeah. I, I was thinking, that, yeah, the, the, yeah. No, he gets beat, but we get, he's like, on math, you got a she. <laughs> <laughs> a three? I mean, I can't get Omar now, unfortunately, but I can still get, I can get, I can get, uh, uh, um, uh, Elbow. Stringer Bell. Yeah, he might be tough to get. He's, yeah, pre- he's pretty big. I have to look on, I have to look on Cameo later on and see what would be a good one. <laughs> can I get Michael Buffer? <laughs> he is on there. I know that. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he's got to be on. That dude will sell for anything, yeah. Let's get ready for a six. <laughs> I love Mark Ennis is on air right now and texting me about like the other Mike Rutherford bought a horse today. I've had like 17 people reach out. Why are people, are he supposed to be doing radio himself? So like, like we're just texting each other <laughs> on our own shows. But he texted me like Rutherford bought a Philly today. And like, so like it's fun. I, I get when some people will see this and they'll be you like. bought a Philly? Yeah, Philly. And they're like, hey, man, is this you? I'm like, I mean, I wish. Are you, are you kidding me? I don't, I don't know how much you think I'm getting paid here. But it's not enough to own horses left and right. And other people will also, they'll see, like, the, the Mike Rutherford box at Churchill Downs. And they're like, hey, man, I'm sitting in your box today. Is that okay? I'm like, dude, it's, it's absolutely not mine. But the other week, like, Ed DeRosa from, Church, from Churchill Downs TVG, who like, covers horse racing for a, a living, messaged me on Twitter and was like, this is you. This is yours, isn't it? And I was like, no, I, I, I don't own horses, let alone horses that cost $1.7 million to buy. I wish. You definitely buy my Tom Cruise cameo. <laughs> I named the horse Big X. Spe- speaking of getting texts from uh, other stations, uh, Sweeney sent me a text from him this morning. And I, I, I was really wondering when I first saw it without the picture, like the, the, the text just, you know, you see it like on your phone, like before you click on it. And it says, moving all this stuff, an open random box, and this is what's in it. And I'm like, oh, good Lord, what, what's this going to be? <laughs> I, I couldn't have, you would have given me a billion guesses, and I wouldn't have got it. 
Apparently, it's the entire movie script that John Renshaw wrote. Oh, God. Like, this is threat level midnight all over. (laughs) It's called The Search, original screenplay by John Renshaw. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I do want to read the opening scene where it starts out and typed on screen, Penn State University Basketball Coliseum. (laughs) (laughs) The college basketball arena on campus of Penn State University is sold out. 22,000 fans. For the women's second round NCAA tournament game. Oh, my game. God. I'm like, we're clearly doing science fiction here. Okay? 22,000 people in a women's Penn State game? Like, I, like for the whole season combined? Like, <laughs> uh, and it goes on, um, John Winger, the basketball play-by-play announcer for the, the MIU Golden Cats. He's 37. Cool, mellow, passionate, and a music <laughs> pot and sports fanatic. I want to play that guy in the reading. <laughs> I... I'm, I, I'm texting Sweeney. I'm like, you need to FedEx that to me ASAP right now. That's hilarious. I want that entire script. You know, I actually I wrote a movie at one, one time. I wrote a movie <laughs> script one time in my early 20s. And the closest I ever came to something like this is I, wrote, I tried to write a song once, and it didn't work out. <laughs> I found it like seven years later. I'd forgotten all about it. I found it seven years later. <laughs> it was called Middle's End, and it sucked. It was so <laughs> bad. I got through five fans. I was like, I can't read this anymore. I was like, I'm embarrassed. There's, I was like, There's no point. <laughs> <laughs> what was I thinking? Oh, mine was worse, though. Don't worry. I wrote I wrote and actually recorded a song on this little, like, uh, I used to have this little tape recorder my grandma. What kind of a song was it? Uh, Tell uh, me it was rap. No. It no. Was I don't know why. <laughs> and I love this song in, in, in hindsight. But I wrote, like, this song that was basically the exact same version of the, the popular one, but in, like, cheesier lyrics. And it was Queensryche's Silent Lucidity. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the song? No, but I love the title. Oh, it's a great song. What's I love the actual the, song. The, the, my song? No, that was the name of the actual song. Queens? It's by Queens Wright. It's called Silent Lucidity. No. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a 90s song. And like my version was like this, like, Sal, man. I just remember being so... Oh, good Lord. I found the tape when I was like in my 20s and was like, I burned it. It's like, I don't want this ever to be found again. And now I'm admitting to it on live radio. But, That's hilarious. I mean, I can I even remember some of the lyrics. I was like, standing in my tears. I'm like, <laughs> I was like 10, okay? Oh, I used to write fake songs all the time. Yeah. I mean, I still do technically. But then they're all like, I'm like the perverted weird owl now with everything. I had a friend. Should, <laughs> speaking of things we should not say on air. Again, this, I was a kid. Yeah, we need to preface this every time. We were minors. <laughs> I had a friend who only had one testicle. And I, wow. wrote, a, I wrote a fake song about him called <laughs> Half the Man I'm Supposed to Be. <laughs> when I was 11. <laughs> I think it's still out there somewhere in one of the notebooks from my parents. Which one, house. him or the testicle? <laughs> uh, the testicle. You still know him? Oh yeah. He, <laughs> he was very open about this fact. I mean, he's fine. You don't have to have both. You don't have he was to. fine. He's let he's, he's, he's adamant about reminding you. You don't. He's need a proud both. father of three. It, it clearly worked out just fine. Oh wow, for I him. guess so. I mean, yeah. you might, imagine how many kids he had if he had two. Half the man I'm supposed to be. I still know every <laughs> lyric. I will not sing them on air because I don't want people to think way less of me than oh, they already that's do. Too late on that one. Dude. Uh, for, for the drifter out there, is mad about non sports talk. Here's a sports uh, breaking news. You ready? Yes. The Bengals have officially released Lyle Collins. He is now a free agent. Who cares? I know. I just wanted to. Do I mean, well, for Bengals fans, might care. He's the guy they got in for like ten million for that one year deal from Dallas, and did not pan out too well. 
I'm not just He's saying... He's half the man they were, they were looking half for. Half the man he was supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I saw earlier today we mentioned the good news about Liam Cohen, the Kentucky offensive coordinator, who sounds like is going to be on the sidelines for this weekend's game. I'm ju- I just now saw, and I guess this happened earlier today, that EKU announced the passing of Roy Kidd, their oh, famous head coach. Did he, did he pass? I knew he was sick. I didn't know he yeah, passed. Yeah, apparently okay. he passed away today. I saw that he... They did a thing where he addressed the team a couple of weeks ago, and... Uh, I saw that video that was out there that their coach had, had but apparently Mark Stoops just put out a statement talking about him being an absolute legend in DK. So that's he had that's to be sad. Oh, how old he was ninety one. I was going to say he had to be up there. I'd take ninety one. He's one of those ones where I don't. I mean, I hate. To, I mean, like I just was kind of surprised more he was kind of still with us when I heard the news he was sick. Yeah, like I just I kind of bought thought he passed away years ago, but I'm happy to hear he was with us. But unfortunately, not for a long time. But that yeah. is sad. Yeah. A couple of notes that I wanted to get to. Their stadium's named after him. They are. It is. Yeah. I saw Tom Fornelli had this stat that was out there: the best points off turnover margin in college football through two weeks. Uh, Louisville is plus thirty-one when it comes to points off of turnovers. That puts them at third best in college football. Arkansas is number one. Actually, Arkansas and Western Kentucky are tied at number one uh, at thirty-five points per game off of turnovers. Louisville thirty-one. I, I don't think that we've given up any points off of our turnovers. We just had, you know, Plummer through the the. The pick at the end of the half. The, Clearly, there were no points no. off of that. We had the. They had the one. He had the pick earlier in the game, though. He had the but, interception against Georgia Tech in the the first game. I don't think they scored on that play, uh, on that drive. So I don't think I don't think we've given up any points off of turnovers so far. No, you're probably right. Which is good. That's that's good news. Are we winning the turnover ratio though? I we can't. are. We've won the turnover battle in both games so far. Okay, good. Um, I forget. I, was, I can't remember us how many times we turned the ball over. Right? I think we've won two to one in both games. I believe. Is the is the ratio? I thought we fumbled twice. Well, but you know, it doesn't count as a loss if you retain. If you it. recover, it's, yeah. it's not a turnover. Because we did have an extra fumble. I remember in the Georgia Tech game, but we recovered it. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, the other, uh, I want to send congrats to Edgar Sosa. Thirteen professional years. He just signed his his latest Gosh. professional contract. He will play this season in Saudi Arabia. Ooh, uh, not live tour basketball edition. <laughs> is that what that is technically? Did he make the live? He's still playing. He's All still right. making money. He's still Good. doing his, the damn thing. Also, pro football focus. Uh, you, you know, he should be. I mean, I, I mean, I watched him in that the tournament thing. He's you can't tell me he's not he not play overseas still. Who would have thought that Edgar Sosa would have a longer professional career than Peyton Siva? I mean, Peyton Siva's you know, he's he's back here doing stuff now. He had a lengthy professional career himself, but Sosa thirteen years is a long time to play, which mm-hmm. is impressive, especially after that gruesome injury that he had back in uh, twenty eleven. Uh, the pro football focus numbers. I know you can take them for what they are. Some people yeah. just, you know, the, the grades or whatever. But I do think it's been pretty apparent to anybody that's watched us play the first two weeks how good the offensive line has been. And Willie Tyler has stood out, the records transfer. He, according to Pro Football Focus, is eighth nationally among off offensive linemen. He's got a 90.3 pass blocking grade, has not allowed one quarterback hurry or any pressures through two games. That's your new left tackle. Boy, am I glad we called that guy because he has been a <laughs> he's been a blessing for us at, at left tackle well, for sure. We're gonna he's gonna get a test this weekend though. He this, is. This is a real test this weekend about because I mean, like I said, I use Andre Carter can can rush the passer and, we, and their defense has been good through two yeah. games for sure. Um, That's the Western Michigan guy for those who are wondering. Andre Carter who did get also roughing the kicker call on him I think in the Indiana State game. Well. Take the, take the crookeds with the straights, as, uh, as, the, as they would say. It's going to happen. The last thing that I want to say before we go to break here, have you seen the latest in the drama between UNC and the NCAA? Oh, yeah. I mean, since Mac Brown said they just they just spit on the organization and the, the spirit that is football. Right. So, so yeah. UNC, harsh, the okay. NCAA declared Tess Walker ineligible for this season. 
UNC put out a number of statements basically calling the NCAA a joke and all this stuff. The NCAA today announced that it is, quote, aware of violent and possibly criminal threats recently directed at committee members involved in regulatory decisions. Uh, the national office is coordinating with law enforcement and says this is a direct result of public remarks by some of UNC's leadership. <laughs> First, uh, I'm not a fan of blaming, blaming the uh, public remarks of what, what the uh, – what the morons do because of it. It's not like Mac Brown was like, get him! You know, he was just like, he's like, the NCAA sucks. Honestly, though, I'm shocked that there's North Carolina football fans that passionate. Yeah, there's that too. That that was really what posed my mind. Not that there's people dumb enough to, like, make death threats because something didn't go their way in sports. That's, not, that's a given. And if you told me it was the basketball team, I'd be like, okay. I mean, it's not good. These people are idiots, but doesn't really. sadly doesn't shock me. It does for the football team. Props to Mac Brown getting the support of the football team enough to where they're willing to make death threats to the NCAA to get a receiver back that probably would or would not have made any difference against Appalachian State. Well, that's one take. <laughs> <laughs> the views of Trevor Kelsey are not necessarily indicative of the views of Big X Radio or the Mike Rutherford I'm show. just saying, man. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> I want to get sued. It did. I, when I was reading that storyline earlier, all I could think of was the relationship between the UNC and, and the NCAA it reminds me so much of my daughter and my niece. Like they, they, they're fighting constantly. Like I pick them both up from school today, and on the way home, they're, they're talking about who's going to be Cinderella for Halloween, and we oh, can be, good Lord. and they're like, we can be both be Cinderella, and I'm, I'm like, I'm like, great, they came to a agreement, and then one of them, Audrey, starts singing the wrong words to the Cinderella song, which drives Virginia crazy. She's a stickler, like she's a she's a Cinderella expert at this point, and she's like, that's not how it goes, and so Audrey just starts singing louder. And so Virginia puts her hand over her mouth. So Audrey starts crying. And so Virginia, it's just like it's like watching the. It is the same back and forth where it's like, well, you did this. You well, you were wrong. Well, you don't need to to respond that way. Well, now we're getting death threats. Well, you should have just declared our guy eligible. That doesn't make that good. It, it's they've been doing this song and dance for like fifty. The NCA and UNC just need to bang and get it over with. <laughs> There's clearly some sexual tension there. Just F and get it done with so we can go all about our business and, and everything will be okay. Well, I don't have a feeling Miami's in the corner watching. <laughs> Wearing a Superman costume. <laughs> you know the word I'm looking for. <laughs> on that note, let's take our last break. When we come back. We've established, even I know you can't say that one on the air. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take text from you guys on the Thornton text line at 502-414-14. Thornton's is like, don't say our name in this video. Yeah, right we, we had nothing to do with this Just say text line, please. 502-414-1450. We'll take the text, and we'll come back, and then we'll get ready for uh, sports on TV tonight as well. It's the Mike Weatherford Show. It wraps up next here on 1450 and 961, The Big X. I'm a winner, I'm a lover, and I'm a sinner. Queen's right unplugged on Silent City.
Which is funny, like, um, I, this guy I used to work with later on in life, I met, and I found out he's, like, a huge Queensryche fan. <clears throat> and I was like, oh, yeah, Silent City. He's like, I hate Silent City. <laughs> Apparently, like, if you go, like, and listen to Queensryche, they're, like, a, like a hardcore, like, 80s, like, metal, like, not metal, but closer to metal than anything. And this was their one, like, hit song that was real soft, and he's like, I hate Quantum City. <laughs> Let's never forget. Like, okay, Damon, calm down, dude. <laughs> <laughs> hey, last Silent City. All right. <laughs> I just saw. I just saw. DM shout to my guy uh, who works for the Reds, Chad. He said, "I'll give you twelve tickets to any of the remaining Reds games this season for the half the man lyrics." <laughs> <laughs> just for you, Chad. I mean, I'm picturing the, like, the half the, the Stone Temple Pilots, right? Half no, the man no, 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 I no, used to be. I, I don't know how that song goes, but oh. mine I think is very different. That's an actual STP song. How was yours with the rhythm to of? I'll, 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 I'll give you the first line. I'm going to blank out their name. He's half the man he's supposed to be. <laughs> it looks kind of funny when he's got to pee. He's only got one testy. Dun, dun, dun. All right, that's it. That's all you get. I'm going to get a hold of some people I know, musicians and friends of mine, and we're getting this. I'll sing it for you off the air. Okay. No, I, don't, I don't want to, I want the CD. I want to be driving down Westport Road, going from Frozen soundtrack to that. <laughs> <laughs> to Silent Lucidity. I'll record it just for you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we've got like 40 texts to get through in like 20 minutes. But we'll, we'll get to as many as we can here. 502-414-1450 if you want your thoughts heard. Uh, let us know now on the Thornton's text line. Texas says, would you actually like a home and home with Coach Prime? I mean, I would take it, yeah. Problem is, is if you if you put it together, like what are the odds really Coach Prime's going to be there that long? Like, I, I, don't you have this feeling like once like, he wins ten wins this year, is he at Colorado next year? Yes, I think his next move. The Florida schools are going to start competing with him now. I think Florida State now feels good about Norvell. They for, do what he's doing. And Miami's o- feeling okay with. They're Chris feeling Ball. okay, but you know Miami's always just like one bad month away from being like, well, it's everything's right. and that you know that one bad month typically happens. Florida is the one that you would look at and say, you know, would Dion go there? I saw that like pop on there. I know. I was wondering if it was... uh, Florida is the one that you look at and you're like, would they? You know, would, would he go to Florida State's arch rival? I don't know, but I, I think his next move, I believe, if I had to guess, unless like Alabama or something comes calling, it oh, will be to. Just lost to Texas. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Same well, hot seat. I mean, I brought him up yesterday as being a team that I think would be looking for a coach very soon. That's Oklahoma. I mean, they have a bad year, really bad, a losing record again with, with Venerables this year. I mean, Oklahoma's a pretty big name. But let's say. Or do you think he maybe wants the next step be the NFL? Let's say this series is for the next two years, and you okay. assume Coach Prime's, Dion will be there. Would you want that series? Oh, uh, yeah. It's a lot of attention for sure. It is. And, I, pretty and, good, and I'm, I'm not scared of them, so, yeah. Texas says, EKU has been pushing the move to FBS for about 10 years. As an EKU grad and a fan, I'm against it. I don't think a school should move from FCS to FBS until they've shown they can be consistently good at the FCS level, just like WKU did. I'm fine with that. I mean, that's understandable, yeah. Well, hold on. Roush says EKU is like the best team in the FCS. <laughs> they got a Heisman candidate. Well, no, no, it's the Walter Payton candidate. No, it's the FCS Heisman. That's what it's called. But it's <laughs> it's the FCS did he, Heisman. He didn't say that, did he? Yes, that's I, the whole point. I thought he called. I thought he called, said the Walter Payton Award. No, he said it's the FCS. They have a guy who's the finalist for like the FCS Heisman. I thought he actually said Walter Payton. No, Award. That's, that's what it is. That's the part that people were making fun of him the most. Oh, well, then yeah, he should be made fun of that. I, I, I missed that one. I'm sorry. I just assumed when you said that you were just meaning. No, said, that's, well, yeah, okay. that's his tweet. 
Okay. <laughs> He's on, trying Rash. to contextualize, but it just it makes it sound like, like we know what you're doing. Rash, I'm just, I'm just going to say I'm just going to chalk this one up to alcohol sales at, 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 at the U.K. football game now. <laughs> also, I don't think like the EKU offense versus the U.K. defense wasn't the part of that game that most people were concerned I with. I mean, they did score. They were. They did. They, I think they were up in the second half on 13-7. Though, yeah, but I mean, they, they scored 17 points, which yeah. is, is fine. Like it, It's a little bit concerning. I think the U.K. offense not doing anything for – Three quarters against that EKU defense that gave up 66 Cincinnati the week before is the, the bigger concern for Kentucky fans right now. Devin Leary didn't look good again. Yeah, we'll see. Mm. Might take back my answer from that question last week. Texture says, uh, I think the UofL IU cancellation is, is indicative of a bigger problem. Big Ten schools have now canceled seven series against other Power Five teams. Is there a point where the SEC and the ACC just say, We're not playing you unless it's the postseason? Also, I'm a huge fan of the Big Ten getting this huge Fox contract and getting one half of the viewers of teams on ESPN the past two weekends. That's has absolutely happened. But money's money. I don't think they really care. Are there a lot of um, have, have there been other examples of Big Ten teams like pulling out in the last? He said two? seven. I'm trusting the texture. I mean, I believe it. I mean, I wouldn't know. I mean, I don't follow Illinois football or like that enough to know that it would happen. But I would believe it. They're all cowards. Is he? Are you? Are we calling the Big Ten the coward conference? <laughs> yes. I'm with you. Uh, Alabama, ESP, Texas, by the way, was the most watched regular season game on ESPN since all the way back in 2015. What game was that? I don't know. Okay. You knew I was going to ask, though, probably. Yeah. It peaked at 10.7 million viewers, averaged 8.8 million viewers, the most watched regular season game since 2015. Yeah, so the ratings on ESPN have been. It helped Texas destroying. winning that game. For sure. I mean, I, Alabama like, comes out and blows them out early at games. Obviously, I mean, well, that's obvious. any game, yeah. But I think te- no, I, I describe. I think if Texas had done it, you would still get a nice viewership because people just want to see Alabama lose. You might be right. It, it wouldn't be as high as it was, but I think it's it definitely would have been higher than if Alabama had blown them out. Yeah, oh, I yeah, think you're yeah. right. Texas, all this rascal talk. I love Trevor and want to see him live forever. <laughs> what about a weight loss challenge for Trevor as the next event? Could go viral even more than the ACT story. Just go for daily walks when you smoke, and I promise you'll be seeing results. I mean. Coffee tried to do something with this with you, didn't he? Yeah, we did the free throw contest. Uh, well, I thought he tried to do like some sort of like weight loss challenge. Yeah, it was it was, uh, it, was it was supposed to be the summer of turkey bacon. Uh, you know, didn't happen. Did no, it? well, I mean, I, I did a little bit. I, I, like all the other ones, you know, it lasts for a little bit, and then I fall back off the wagon. Um, <laughs> sounds like like I'm trivializing the, the people actually worry about stuff or have problems. Um, but I mean, a rascal. I mean, I can live forever if I'm, I'm, I'm used with a rascal. Like be like robotic Trevor, like Stan in, in American Dad when he came back from like a billion years later. Sure. Spoke spoke with a Mexican accent. Yeah. Canadian Mexican accent, I might add. <laughs> Texas, this sounds like Pennywise is messing with you, Mike. Thought crossed my mind. It was creepy. Oh yeah, Pennywise is the, the balloon, isn't it? Yeah. I've never I never saw the the second it. I only watched I saw the, the first one. It scared me enough. The, yeah, the the one that was on TV originally. Exactly. When I saw it, I saw it was a kid, so I've I've not watched it in twenty something years, so but yeah, it did creep me out. I did not want to watch it again. Texas says the line contrasting your zoo community service with the court appointed kid remi- kind of reminded <laughs> me of an underrated office moment where Ryan goes, I don't need a judge to tell me to keep my community clean. And Jim goes, But he did, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> That's when Jim made the list. <laughs> Texas Rutherford said it first. Petrino, the next head coach for Texas A&M. Take it to the message boards. <laughs> Take it to the message boards. There it is. It's out there. If they fired Jimbo, would he be the one they move up? Oh, yeah. You think so? For sure. Texas. Maybe because I can't name another assistant on the team. <laughs> 
Well, they got the Dede Durkin from Maryland. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. It's a smorgasbord of a hole coaches. Ralph Friedman not available. Brian Kelly. Jim Leppard's like, yeah, I got other things to do. It's like, well, I mean, yeah. That staff. I mean, <laughs> I know where Mel Tucker's going. If this doesn't, this oh, yeah, really he's already been hiding. He's flying. He's, he's, he's going over there. <laughs> Texture says, "Did you see that the Athletic had Marquette ranked number two in their preseason top twenty-five? Wow. That's a lot of faith to have in a shock of smart team that will flame out to a double two seed in the first weekend." Yeah, but if it's a preseason, if they're good during the regular season, it means they're still right about their ranking. Yeah, I mean, I, I see the. I can't remember where I, I think I had them at like seven when I did the. That was like back in May. They bring back virtually everybody from a team that won the Big East regular season and they weren't even supposed to compete in the Big right, East, right? And, and Big East tournament titles last year. They won dual championships. And say what you will about them flaming out, they were a two seed in the NCAA tournament. So I, I, on, on the surface, I get it. I just think that when you have, like historically, when you have teams like this that dramatically overachieved in one season, then brought back pretty much everybody for the next year. They usually end up doing a little bit worse than they did the year before. Mm, I agree, especially when everybody else is adding different transfers and they're reconstructing rosters. Like I think Marquette's going to be good. I think number two is is way too high. And I'll eat my words if I'm wrong, but I, I'm I'm with the texture. I don't I don't think I can't see how you can have them number two right now. I think it's a little high too, but it's just me. Texas Sweet Home Alabama is very overrated. Uh, yeah, I get that. I mean, I, I'm a big I like I'm a big Leonard Skinner fan, so. But I can understand that. That would fall on one of those lists where it's a song that I'm like, I like it okay, but I can see. I also think it's kind of overrated. Yeah, there's probably very few I would just would just completely dismisses the right answer for this, but there there might be a few. Texas says I actually 100% agree on Hey Jude. It's a solid song until the 72 minute repetitive ending. That's <laughs> that's why I think it's a little bit overrated. Texas says Trevor is a little rascal on his little rascal. Trevor say what? <laughs> Trevor is a little rascal on his little rascal. Nice. Uh. Texture says Bruce Springsteen, super overrated. Thank you, Trevor. And people act like he invented Heartland rock music. But I disagree with Mike's Hey Jude take. Well, I agree with your Bruce Springsteen take. Which I don't think he's – I mean, there's some Bruce songs I do like not a, Bruce a little guy. bit. Like I, I'm on Fire is kind of a cool jam. You know, I, I like the song he did for The Wrestler. But, like, the, the, the pedestal he's put on is why, where I think he's overrated. I totally agree. Texas, wait, I can't tell if Trevor is being serious or not. Did he actually think it was Hey Dude – no, it's no, just no. a movie He's reference. A yeah, it's a, if you've never seen a movie yesterday, it's it's a reference to that movie. And he says, I can't listen to any more music takes from Trevor if that's the case. But I agree, as a huge Beatles fan, Hey Jude isn't even one of their top 15 to 20 songs. I mean, I wouldn't say I'd put it in my well, 15 or 20. That's a little high. but I, don't, I, don't, I love the Beatles, but it's just I don't like hey Yeah, I do too, and I don't know if I'd put it in my top five either. Texas says, I, I always thought Janis Joplin was overrated, and I never liked Bon Jovi. Way, way overrated to me. Uh, Janis Joplin was, yeah, I get that. I mean, it's a very niche type of blue sound. Bon Jovi, really? I like Bon Jovi. But, mm. you know, hey, again, I'm not going to dismiss it. I can see where you would think it's the same. You can like it, but still say it's overrated. I was probably, oh, yeah. Yeah, agreed. I, like I said, there's a few strength yeah. songs I like. I was more of a banjo. I was kind of a Bon Jovi fanboy, though. I, I was big Bon Jovi Slippery Than Wet fan. And I still like some of his pop music. Texas, I think Rolling Stone's Start Me Up is an annoying bad song. I'm not a big fan of that song. I'm not a big fan of Rolling Stones. Like, I like the Stones. I don't hate them. They're Bruce Princeton again. I, I just I could definitely do with like if you're going to tell me to rate my like British pop British band invasions, Rolling Stones is not near my list, top of my list. 
Texas, the only right answer is One More Time by Spears. Are you talking about Hit Me Baby One More Time by Britney Spears? Because <laughs> that is a fantastic pop song. <laughs> but is it an overrated? No, no, no. It's properly rated. It's classic. If you're going to pick one of the two, one of those songs overrated, I would go with Christina Aguilera in a bottle. Do you need a bottle? I think that would be considered more overrated than, than Hit Me Baby One More Time. I like both those songs. <laughs> I did not like uh, Oops, I Did It Again when she came back the second time. Yeah, I like that song. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's all bad music, but it's, it's, it's catchy. It's good pop music. I'll take it over Billie Eilish any day. Stop calling her Billie Eilish. What's her name? Eilish. Who cares? Billie Eilish rules. Sucks. Texas podcast listener here. I was not going to have the time to listen to the podcast from Monday, but then I remembered the ACT. <laughs> As someone who regularly criticizes TK's role and purpose on the show, Thank you. I have to give him props where props are due and say that he's the only reason that I made time to listen. Easily the rest, best radio bit in a long time. Shout out to him for going through with that. No way I would have ever stepped foot in that room. <laughs> I wouldn't have either. You wouldn't have done it if you were me? No, I would, I would have been. I, I, I do give you props about this. Like I, I would have been way too self conscious. Oh, I've not, and I know you don't care. And I, yeah. Which I, I, I at one point I was. Hey, trust me, at one point I had the self conscious. Yeah, when when that when goes out of certain, is that when yeah, I give up. I'm yeah, basically about thirty eight. Really, where are you at now? Thirty nine. <laughs> yeah, you're about there. Yeah, I am getting closer. I mean, have you have you gone outside in your underwear? No, I'm not going to do that. Okay, well, I mean, give it time. Texas Hotel California. Ooh, I don't. Hotel California is a bad song. Ooh, see, I love the Eagles too much, but I, I, I yeah, I, I understand that. I would believe that. Anything about the Eagles, I could see. I, I got a buddy of mine, uh, Dave Everly, just hates the Eagles. Texas, obviously, Mr. T needs to read Trevor scores. That way, Mr. T can pity the fool. Can't <laughs> get the whole metal, the whole A team to do it. Sean Moth texted me during the break and said he wants Patrick uh, Stewart to do it. <laughs> I don't think Patrick Stewart's Patrick Stewart's favorite my favorite Patrick Stewart role, I don't care what you say is his role in American Dad he's great he is That's the Bullock. funniest car- yeah it, when he dates Haley I mean just some of the things he says it's, just, it's, it's funny that Sean <laughs> is trying to like because like the most common response we've gotten is people wanting Sean to do it I want Sean to do it maybe we should have like, like one of four though we'll have like Sean maybe do the whole the final score but we'll bring in a different celebrity for each section I like that idea well I'm pushing the budget here <laughs> well, it depends. Uh, well, we're also playing fast and loose with the word celebrity. Yeah, I mean, you got you got strings. Big easy, Mister P- Master P. Master, I don't think Master P is going to do it. Do we get Master P? Uh, Al Snow. Um, <laughs> else Andy Sweeney. No, nah, no, nah, he's just in Indianapolis. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I get Renshaw to do it. Can I bring him out of retirement? Sure. Uh, we got to think of another celebrity. Maybe Patrick. He's he moved on from us to six eighty. Six eighty now. He's he's, yeah. he's big time. Texas. I live in Indianapolis and I listen to the show daily. The gym I go to for some reason has started showing the twenty eighteen football game versus Syracuse about once every few weeks. Should I find a new gym or use this as a reminder that Bobby Petrino got canned the morning after this game and the news broke during his own show? <laughs> what a random game for a gym in, in Indianapolis to start showing on a on a loop. 2018 Louisville Syracuse football. Hey, be honest though, anything showed like the Lamar game, right? Yeah, two crap teams. <laughs> That's not even a competitive game. Texas says the Petrino voice is so good. I could be in the worst mood, and it makes me crying laughing every time. I'm Texas. That that could have text could have come from me. I agree. Well, yeah. Every time you do that voice, I just you're welcome, Texas. Maybe that's got to be one of our celebrities. Al Snow, we'll get Al Snow, we'll get, <laughs> Big, we'll get Big Easy, we'll get Master P, and then we'll do Bobby, air quote, Bobby Petrino. Trevor asked me to read his scores, <laughs> and I said, well, how much you going to pay me? <laughs> <laughs> Texas, I laughed too hard about the half the man I'm supposed to be. Well, That's yeah. so great. 
your boy Say Sarah texted in. No, what's Say up to? He's texted in several times. I'm just now seeing these. He said, have you spoken about Aaron Rodgers getting paid $9.375 million per play for the Jets? What a score. <laughs> yes. That's number How much million did he get per snap? He said Snoop would be the best cameo. Ooh, how could you Snoop? Yeah. Snoop would be good. Also said, oh, look, girl. Looking speaking good. of the wire, uh, did you know Pooh and uh, Bro- Bodie are on tour together? Pooh is the MC and Bodie is the hype man. True story. I did not know that. I did not know that. Now, Pooh's the one that ended up working at Foot Locker, right? It's Poot, yeah. Yeah. Poot, it, like, he, one of the most People underrated People forget scenes. he kind of disappears and he's like, but Foot Locker. Because Bodie gets killed. He, and yeah. One of my favorite scenes is when yeah. um, Duquan meets season Foot Locker and he's talking about, like, he's like, you run with a boy named right. And he's talking about how he doesn't want to be on the streets anymore. And he's like, He's like, my advice to you, because Poot's an idiot, is like, is like, you know, do a couple more years of that banging, and then maybe you can come in here and like, like work with me. Uh, <laughs> he's like, just go keep selling drugs, try to get killed, and if you don't die, come here and work at Foot Locker in a few years. Yeah, Daquan ended up being Bubbles. Yeah, which is sad. Yeah, that's all. Well, the whole kid thing. Yeah, was, yeah. Texas Rutherford should have gotten his friend a nuticle for Christmas or on his, or his birthday. I don't know what that is. Am I allowed to say that? <laughs> Should I Google it? I don't know what it, I don't know what like that Nutella? is. Nutella? Did he misspell Nutella? I don't know. Uh, we've got like three minutes. Let's run through as many of these as we could. Well, he had to misspell something because I'm like I'm like I just Googled it and it's like coming up. Like, did you mean something else? Yeah, I don't know what that is. I don't think I want to know. I remember now. This is gonna sound weird. I don't know if this is true or not. Oh, I said well, we got two minutes. Okay, okay. when I was a kid, like when I, when I was a kid, been a teenager, the rumor around like middle school and high school was that you could get fifty grand for selling a testicle. I have no idea if that's true or not. And I remember that was like the debate amongst me and all my friends, like, will you do it? I'm like, fifty grand? Yeah. All right, real quick, <laughs> we'll go as fast as we can. Well, if UNC students went to class, they'd know Mac Brown was joking. Good text. Texas ACT radio is the best radio. Trevor's going to mess around and score a 19-plus on the ACT. I hope I do. I hope I plug a 38. It's a lot of faith. Well, 38's, you we're broken the test. I got bonus points. <laughs> <laughs> Texter says, random question, how did Trevor become a Blue Jays fan? Uh, 89 ALCS. I just thought I'd never really seen him on TV. Caught him versus the A's. Uh, you didn't see a lot of people on TV you know, back then, obviously. Uh, and I was just like, this kind of coolest jersey, and I never really – I had seen them before, and they were good. Eight, nine-year-old Trevor jumped on the bandwagon. Perfect timing, and been there ever since. Texas, Bodak, Yellow, and WAP are the two most overrated songs of the 2010s and 2020s. Oh, WAP definitely is, yeah. But, I mean, there's so many bad, like, pop. I like Bodak, Yellow when it first came out. WAP, it's not because I was, like, offended or anything. I just didn't think it was a good song. I agree. I'm, and you know I'm not offended. Right. Texas, Yellow Submarine is my least favorite Beatles song by far, and that movie looks frightening. I kind of agree with him. I'm I'm, I've never been a fan of that song either, yeah. It's catchy, and, like, if I'm drunk, I'm going to sing along to it. Yeah, but it's kind of pointless. Yeah, it's like, what's the point of the song? Texas says, get Rick Pitino to read the scores, but you have to have full video of him reading it. Oh, Pitino would never do it. Is he on Cameo? No. Okay. I think he, maybe he was back in the day, but I don't think he is anymore. Yeah. Texas I Got a Feeling by Black Eyed Peas is the most overplayed trash song of all time. <laughs> I don't know. That's I don't a like, bad song. I don't know. I kind of get into Black Eyed Peas. You know me. I like Black Eyed Peas and Imagine Dragons. They get me pumped. I'm not a big fan. Yeah, I know. Texas 80s Little Rascal Spot, head to the 45 seconds. Okay, I have to watch this off we get up there. Well, if it's a spot, we have to do it later, yeah. I will, I will watch it, though, Texas, I the promise. The 75th time we've gotten the question about when's the next Master P sports show episode. <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> have you even heard from him? No. Like, since that night? Have no, you ever... we, we, we've texted since then. Okay. Like, him or his, like, people? Both. Okay. But not in months. And, that was, again, like, that was what I was told was the understanding was if it comes back, it's going to be like in late August before football season starts, and then nobody said anything. So, so we might be one and done. Which is the, this is the second I had a podcast that was one and done, 
the SB Nation, we did a college basketball podcast. We didn't know that we weren't supposed to, and the, the SB Nation people were like, you can't just do that with by yourself, uh, me and Ricky O'Donnell. So we got canceled after one episode, and then I did a sports TV show that now uh, looks like it might get canceled after one episode. <laughs> Both well worth it. I mean, even, even Jerry's pilot only went one episode. Texas is right now by Van Halen. It's underrated for how many third down stands. It helps our defense win. I kind of liked right now. I always kind of like that song. What would you get your fake? Uh, what would you have? You have the third down music. Well, we're not, no, we're not doing it. It's not July. I was going to say, yeah. You can't put me on the spot for that one, too. I'd have to think Apparently, about that. a nuticle is a fake testicle that they put if you have one removed. Why would you have a fake one put in? I don't know. It, it sounds like it's just fine. I don't know. It just seemed like pointless. Yeah. It's gone. It's gone. Good Lord, Ross. Yeah, I know Ross. I don't. I can't. We we gotta wrap up the show here, buddy. You just sent me the longest text. A lengthy text. Um, okay, let's see. I tell you what. I'm gonna do this. T- I'll do this text just like I do the reading assignment. Hey, it's Ross. Longer text. I think it's worth it. Home change. Go to Gaslight 5K while carrying, drinking, and six pack. Uh, they want you gone again. Mass majority of Cards fans are happy you're on the airwaves. Who wants us gone? <laughs> uh, Trev thought you were Commissioner Buck uh, oh, I can't say his name because we don't know that uh, opponents of kicking me out of the football league on one of my bad fantasy football seasons you're good in my book enjoy you on air well thanks he did on his birthday too and then uh, let's see here don't somebody Khaleesi dog hair we love you Ross yeah go Crowds, go Krogery we love you Ross you're the best we appreciate the kind work we had to send that tomorrow Ross because that was way too long yeah sorry buddy uh, really quickly tonight, national TV. We got. To, do you want to pick USA Soccer versus Oman in a friendly, or na- volleyball Nebraska at versus Stanford on both national televised? What was the first option? USA Soccer friendly match versus Oman on TNT. I'm taking USA. USA is going to win. Yeah. Uh, Nebraska versus Stanford in volleyball tonight, which is on ESPN. Stanford ACC all the way. It just means more. I think Nebraska wins, and then we break Stanford's hearts on Sunday with a back-to-back loss. Ross is going to send it tomorrow. You send it send it 3 p.m. hour, too. We love you, Ross. Yeah. All right, everyone, enjoy uh, Bats yeah. Baseball coming your way next. League. we got Nick Curran on the uh, on the, the ones and the twos for the Bats against Durham. 6.05, the coverage will start. It's like it crashed. 6.35, Davis. first pitch. Also, 7.8 on 970 WGTK. we got the Jeff Brom Coaches Show for this week. Everyone have a fantastic Tuesday night. We'll see you guys back here tomorrow at 3. Go Cards.